0: It's that time of the week again, the Rugby League Rant, 5th and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing for NRL tour. And we find ourselves here again, fighting the flu box head. Mmm. We've, uh, we've talked about it many times with our good old Mr. Gossip. He seems to be the main sufferer of it. But You've had it the last couple of weeks. I've had it. We really do need that Codrell. Oh, I've, I've had it the last week. Yeah, well, at last least we're week. both sick, so I can't pick it up from you. You can't pick it up from me. Codral, if you are listening for the 7,000th time, we really would take the sponsorship. And me right now, I'd be happy to take a Strapsel's one because I've no. bought enough packets in the last few weeks. I don't need it. Come on, Strapsel. Get on board. Uh, we are back. It is the last round of the regular season. Starting to wind down, Matt. Pretty sad times. Yeah, sad times,
1: but I'm excited for the finals. Let's let's get it on. There's been a clear gap between the top and the bottom of this comp for a long time. I think it's been a nine and ten team competition for probably well since Origin, definitely. So, and Origin was a, a bit of a letdown. So I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to the end of the year and let's get the big games on.
0: And I guess we could go a step further. And we've said this all year. Even though people's team pop up for a week or two and they get a little bit big for their boots, I still think there's only three teams that can win the comp. Yeah, I tend to agree,
1: agree, but it's a new comp once this final series starts, and you never know,
0: so... 100%. uh, Kicking things off, as we always do, it is the set of six. There was a lot of stuff this week. May have missed uh, one or two bits and pieces in this, but... I'm sure we'll get questions on it. So, Bert, it'll probably be in the questions like Brock's just mentioned, but the first one here, Dugan, he missed the bus um, on that side of things, and then you're hearing links again. I wanted to roll this into one before we move on to the next part of it, him... And Ferguson apparently trashed a room after game two and that's also just reflecting on Josh Dugan and his attitude and they reckon that was another part of sealing the fate of Coach Laurie Daly as well as a drinking tab.
1: Yeah, look, I, aside from all the things that have been said about Laurie Daly and uh, once they've done their investigation and dug a little bit deeper, on the surface, the performance of the side wasn't good enough. I don't think his tactical now and so his coaching was good enough. He's not a coach. From, a one, from just... This is what I'm saying. I don't care about any of the other stuff that happened. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's contributed once they've done an investigation based on the performance of the team. But I, I said all along, uh, well, for many years now, that I don't think he's the right man to be coaching New South Wales. And I, um, I've i still got question marks over whether Kevin Walters is the best man to be coaching Queensland. Into it. Just from the fact that um, is he the best coach out there for Queensland? I, 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 I'm not sure whether that's the case or not. But... I think Kevin's got better people around him supporting him, uh, better better coaches around him. If, if it is true that Parish, Cartwright and Daly were getting on the drink every night um, and running up a bar tab, then that's disappointing, um, yeah, particularly yeah. with our record. Like our, our record, if we're ever ever going to get serious about state of origin, you know, it was during Daly's tenure, I do feel a little bit sorry for him in the fact that he's, he's the one coach who has won a series – but we had to win that series with Cooper Cronk out. This year was one that got away. In the end, he's won six games, lost nine. He's won one out of five series. If you're an NRL coach and you had that sort of winning, like a 40% winning record, and you'd miss the finals four out of five years, you wouldn't have a job. So on the surface, yeah, I think it was the right call to get rid of um, to, to get rid of Daly. In terms of Dugan, look, to me, Dugan, the likes of Dugan, Ferguson, Fafita um, – I think that's just reflective of our culture. We, we continue to pick these players. You know, we've been burnt before with Fafina, We've been burnt before with Ferguson and Dugan, and now it's happened again. Leopards often don't change their spots, so I, I don't understand why we persist with it, particularly when we don't get the result. I can understand if, if we're winning series and they're contributing to us winning games, yep. you, you put up with it a little <laughs> bit longer, but I, I don't understand why we put up with it based on their performances and, and what they've given the state. And they've obviously clearly got no respect for the jersey. And I said this in our origin review, I at times feel as though I've got more passion than the players and the coaches from New South Wales. because yeah. I, I hate losing to Queensland. Yeah. And then you look at this stuff and it probably backs that up.
0: And this is also why we said that it's sad to see that usually the first thing every Queensland player says is what an honour it is to play for Queensland. They want to play for their state and they want to win. and But it's an
1: honour because they've got a legacy and a culture and a That's, history, yeah. you know, our our... our well, long-term history is very good, obviously, yeah. but our short-term but history, our, our, our players, last 10 years,
0: is horrendous. The majority of our players generally seem to get there and be like, yeah, it's great to finally be a rep player. It's not about New mm. South Wales. It's not about representative. I don't know about state. that. A lot I, of and them...
1: If that is the case, then we're picking the wrong players. Mm, that's we, the we're picking the wrong players. But, you, you, need to, you need to have someone that's just awestruck to be there and like, someone like Boyd Corden. Right? Yeah, or Trebojevic. Yeah, Trebojevic. Josh Jackson, Giles. we've got a couple of points Yeah, Queens we do. I, I think we need to move along that line. I, I think... The state would cop losing with those players more than they would these potential superstars who have bad attitudes and bad, uh, just, just poorly behaved. Um, yeah, I, look, good on you, Mary McGregor. I, 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 don't, I don't know whether I think the punishment probably fits the crime in that he's, he's had a week, he's been named this week, he'll play probably this weekend. I think there's a bigger picture to that in the fact that they probably, well, they need to win the Dragons to get in um, and he's going to contribute to them on the field By doing that but you know to miss the bus in a must-win game uh, when you're a professional rugby league player unless there's extenuating circumstances that haven't come out there's no excuse for it and I'm glad McGregor stood him down and it did cause a big reshuffle they wouldn't have trained um, in that formation all week so to get the result out at Penrith against a side who probably weren't as desperate but were you know, it's still pretty desperate, Penrith. Like, there's still a chance of missing the eight this week because of that result. So it wasn't a meaningless game for them. Uh, I think it was the right call. Good on you, Mary McGregor. And to me, Mary McGregor uh, is really warming into that role as a coach. That's been a coach. Making that call, that's been a coach. You know, you can talk about all the tactical stuff that he gets wrong. But to me... If, if you're doing these things, setting the right culture and setting the right standard of your players, it flows onto, onto what they do on the field. You can't be a dickhead six days of the week and then be you know, a superstar on the field for one day a week. It just doesn't work.
0: Nah, Well, you've kind of covered two of them there. I was trying to just head into the origin setup, but we've covered off daily and we've cut off the Dugan thing. Mm-hmm. I'll move on to the daily thing, more what you said. I just think full stop. I hate using that word, but it's basically true. They've got a better culture than we do. Our culture, shit. Well, I love the word culture because I think it means everything. It does mean everything. But I uh, just hearing it over and over and over again, and everyone's hammering us, Thurston's taking, everyone's having a shot, but it's rightfully so. And we've said it before again, and I've said it before again. We don't get results. We can't defend it. We're always looking for an excuse. The ref, but any way you want to frame it, we have underperformed for over a decade. Yeah. And but
1: has Thurston really taken a shot? Like, is anyone that criticizes? Like, I don't feel as though I'm taking a shot at New South no. Wales. I just feel as though I'm being honest about yeah. what I can see in terms of their results and, and their behavior and what this review's done and the coaching and I think, all that stuff we can see and have an opinion on.
0: Yeah, 100%. But at the end of the day, I also think what we've said before, you got to get all these mick out from hanging around camp and too many people and all these people getting around their head and then you hear about the drinking and the bar tab. That kind of reflects it again. Mm. The people that are all in there just to get a free shirt and... Talk about the good old days for the week and get on the piss. That's not, all I'm not, not, not sure. helping build that culture. You need to streamline things, have a coach who actually is a coach. That's how mm. they like you said tactical. Uh, Laurie Daly, one of our greatest players, best captains, but he's not a coach. No. So you need number one, a proper coach. Minimal, well, I think he is, but he's not yeah, a he's not an original elite. Minimal an coach. Minimal voices around that coach. So things are focused on the football and the game plan. You don't need Blocker, Lazarus, Siren and any other bloody people who well, tell out you when King you need, Sterlo, you
1: need him first night. That's fine. First You've got to
0: bring people in, but to have yeah. so many people around camp, like so said, the bar t- it all just seems like that, a bunch off. of bullshit. Hmm. Proper coach, real tactics, streamline the staff. The focus is on winning. Have fun when it's done. Honestly,
1: honestly, and I'll be I'll be honest, if I was, you know, you know I'd love to coach yourself. I, obviously, as an aspiring coach, I've never coached anywhere near that. Like, 20s level is nowhere near origin level. But I've got to be honest, if I'm coaching the origin side, I want it to be... Either I'm the assistant and a head coach or me as head coach and an assistant, I wouldn't want any more than that no. for three games. Um, and you've got your 17 there. There's no real selection dilemmas to be made once you pick your side. I, I really don't understand why they've got so many people in and around these squads. It's a little bit of jobs for the boys and Queensland do it. And the reason we do it is because Queensland do it. 100%. Right? Brad Fittler said it on the Sunday footy show. I didn't see a lot of it, but I, I happened to turn it over at a time and he was sort of saying, you know, just because they do it a certain way doesn't mean we have to copy it. And it's so true. Yeah. So true. So, you know, if we think that's the best... Way for things to yeah. be
0: done. then we, Let's do it. We started picking the utility for that reason because they yeah, do. It. And I, we've I said this. Yeah, I've for, said it for the last years to come. Four or five we years. need to forge our own path and do what we did previously when we were the dominant side and just do our own. I'd role. also like to say that it, we we don't dislike Laurie Daly personally. I, I've got nothing
1: against nothing but respect for Daly as a player and even as a coach. Like I respect what he's done for New South Wales, and I've got no doubt he's as passionate as any person no,
0: none of that's, that's ever, ever coached aside. side. He's not a coach. I just though. don't
1: think he's the right man to coach a side. But I I'm disgusted in the way that these players have thrown him under the bus.
0: Well, New South Wales rugby league, I think, handled it poor and a lot of people agree in that sense as well, for the fact that for everything that he had done and he's obviously thrown his hat in the ring and, and no, he's not a coach and we didn't get the results we desired.
1: But he's still really the only bloke. They put were talking.
0: Yeah, they were talking about re-signing him and there was basically an offer on the table, then all of a sudden they've come out and just gone, Yeah, we caught him this afternoon, he sacked. Boy Corner didn't know about it, then he got ransacked yeah. by the meter, uh, media, sorry. If they were smart about it, they should have rang Laurie and said, Look, we're not going to have you as coach next year. And I don't think you ring. You you... you have
1: a meeting with him. You sit down with him
0: and you tell him. But either way, you give him the chance to say that he doesn't want to coach next year and that he thinks it's time for a fresh start instead of just going, Yeah, we rang him not long ago. Uh, We're moving on. And then the captain starts getting phone calls going, What do you think Mm. about that? And Boy Cordner's like, "Uh Huh? What happened? Laurie, Daly got sacked. Like the whole way it I don't want to
1: question the integrity of Boy Cordner, but I. Yeah, I'd have to know 100% that the players weren't told and they weren't consulted on it. It, like it just weren't. seems a little... That's okay. the whole point
0: of what they get getting at. It's It just reflects... Did the New South Wales
1: Rugby League say that or did the players say
0: that? Well, it's pretty obvious. Because obviously, so look, I said. trust
1: Boyd Cordner, but I don't trust the majority of the New South Wales players. I think
0: yeah. they've, you, why they've why had ring... just as much
1: to do with Laurie Daly... F-
0: yeah, being out as if they're going to ring else. Andrew Fifita or someone to make it go. Oh, we're going to fire Laurie Allardy. If they're going to call no, you, ring the captain. I get that, yeah, but they didn't even do that. But you can't tell pool. me. So what we're saying is the captain wasn't consulted on that decision. I'm going back to where we started, which is the culture, not just within the group, yeah, but, but w- the whole running That's of the, the New point. South so Wales. That's the
1: point. So we're saying that New South Wales didn't consult Boy Corner when no. making that decision. Okay.
0: And they have just handled it the wrong way, which shows just from top to bottom, New South Wales Rugby League is in shambles on the field coaching-wise, the camp situation, the team environment, and then even the board couldn't get this right. They fucked that up as well. Mm. Even like in a shambles, but they just got it
1: wrong. And they got a whole whole heap of things wrong. So,
0: Yeah, well, Mm. the Dugan thing, that was going to be tackled too. Uh, My opinion is he shouldn't play this week. He missed the bus. Apparently, again, can't confirm it or not, but they reckon this happened a couple of times during the year and it was let go, but they'd had enough on the weekend. See, and
1: that's... that's, uh... Yeah, that, that's where you start. to. That's where a poor culture develops when you let little things like that go. Exactly. Whether yeah, that's true up. or
0: not, I don't know. But that was the moment. that's happened before, but this time around, round 25, must-win game, they put their foot down the leadership group and said, you're mm-hmm. not playing. But I also said a few weeks ago, I feel that he's been absent, to be honest, the last few weeks. He's yeah, dropped some know, balls right. out of the line. that he Like, for an Australian-level player, score a try, finish the playoff. Like, he's dropped footies out of the line. I think in that CS game when he's hurt his ankle, they got scans afterwards, they said nothing was wrong. He almost looked like he was dramatising things a little bit. Kind of a bit like, you know, we're probably not going to push far in the finals, which, bluntly honest, they're not. I think they're just making up the numbers. Uh, I'm checking out of here. I don't really want to be. uh, To me, it looks like his head's already removed from it. I mean, the other day, a lot of people probably ran a little bit wild with his tweet saying that he was dirty, that he couldn't go to the college game, and he was missing that fight. Uh, And then all of a sudden, he didn't turn up on time. And a lot of people saying, oh, you clearly don't care. Read into that what you will. But I honestly think he's checked out. Um, and he let, hurt his team the weekend. They still got the result mm. by having to carry a for 5-5 lower on the bench, and he didn't use him. So basically, they played with 16. Yeah. So it, it was a massive, massive reshuffle yeah. and a big thing. But uh, coming into a game, they must win again. If his head's not there and he's moving on, maybe he's giving him a chance for redemption because this is possibly his last game for the club.
1: Well, I, I find it hard to see how you change a winning side after that result. Well, but, that's kind of what I'm
0: getting as well. But if, then
1: again, he's an Australian and test player, so, so you got to weigh it up. I think McGregor needs to make a decision on whether he's going to make a point about his culture or whether it's about winning this game. And I think for the short term, it's got to be about winning this game. So I I agree with the decision. And. Also for the fact that he's leaving at the end of the year, so I think it's an easy out if you don't play Dugan uh, and they get beat, and then he sort of be able to say, "Oh well, look, you didn't play him and you got beat." So yeah, well, he's moving on. Who I think cares? it's time for time for Dugan to, to deliver because in in the end, the Dragons were the Dragons gave him a lifeline.
0: They did, and, then they and, paid and a lot him, of people forget that they paid him instantly as well. They didn't wait; yeah. they cashed him straight away because yeah. basically he was threatened to walk. Uh, they've kept him around. He had the origin issue as soon as he got there as well. I
1: certainly don't think he's repaid their faith. Not failing. He's not on the Jared Hayne level of uh, underperforming, but he certainly... I, I can't remember watching many games and thought, Josh Dugan won that game for St. George.
0: I don't think so. And he mm. was on 750K before he went for this deal, and he had that for a Which is why I think long.
1: it's a good move to move him on and you know get in someone like a Ben Hun or someone they're going to pay money to that I think maybe will give them more output for the money that they're spending.
0: Yeah. At tackle of three. Uh, the Raiders, they're gone now, officially. There, yeah. there is an absolute mathematical miracle someone said that could get them in, but that's not possible anymore. That's Well, everyone, I, I don't think there is. No, there isn't anymore. No. But someone was saying that for the last game. I was like, seriously, you're grabbing at straws. It's unless, unless you're going to get the yeah. double points this weekend. But the, before the, the round finish, someone's still was like, well, there's this, this. I'm like, no, no it's, no, it's gone. Said it from the start, it was too far a bridge to climb. It ended up coming that way. It's a wasted year, plain and simple. They wasted this season. Yeah, um, and I don't think they were that far
1: away, but mate, like, if it wears. you watch them play, you watch them beat Cronulla that night, and you just go, wow, like that's yeah,
0: why? Why at the back end? Of the year? why not early in the? Well, year?
1: I think there's a there's a couple of reasons. Firstly, in that they, mm-hmm. I think they thought they were going to roll in and play the same style of footy. And what happens at the start of or what happens over the off season, is the coaches study the top four teams and look at what they're doing and look at
0: how they're going to stop but, them. And you know, the other problem they. Worked on building this team, building this culture. We need to get back to you know being a dominant force. It's going to happen really within. It's going to be built on hard work. Apparently, they had an easier off season because of the result they had last year. So I think they've just come in full stop, thinking this is going to happen, hmm. and then that kind of rolled through. Or well, it's it's we- a nut, it's a trap that you can get caught in. Players got paid, and I said that before. I don't care who you are, I'll argue with; you I'm blue in the face. A couple of guys were there on show me contracts last year. Four or five guys got upgraded. That to push Vaughn. Who are we talking about? Jared Kennedy. Do well, you think, Hodgson's had an ordinary year. He got mm. upgraded. I thought Whitehead was ordinary until he got pushed into the middle. I thought
1: Austin and Leilua were the two for me. That They know, obviously they had their own little Barney. But I thought when I watched Canberra play... I didn't see a lot of games where Blake Austin broke the game open, and I certainly didn't see a lot of games where Joey Leuluai had the effect well, he did the year before.
0: I didn't see Josh Hodgson basically at all, bar one or two games. No, but I, Boyd I sort played of. For Australia. I
1: linked that back to more. I think I link Hodgson back more to Boyd and the lack of punch they had in the middle.
0: Well, that's the thing. But, though. but, people Louis, were...
1: I agree with you in the fact that his performance wasn't as good. But I nah. think there's factors determining that. But, and then, but then again, people could argue: well, if that's the case, then and there's no go forward in the middle, then how do you expect Austin and Leilua to have an effect? So, and that'd be a fair argument. So, I, but I just look, think... I think they all sort of contribute equally to each other and that they, they everyone sort of underperformed who, who at the Raiders this year did you think improved I, I think Jack White
0: did I think Jack White was solid but he still has error issues but he was good I thought Rapana you
1: know, was outstanding
0: Rapana was great I thought Papali as usual and I yep. thought Junior Paulo was good all year people yep. said he only played well the last eight weeks I completely disagree Jared Croco yeah like solid, always year, solid, but yep. I'll still stick to my guns again anytime someone says he should play rep football the way you watch him defend on his yeah, line, But so what
1: we're yep. saying is is that five out of their starting
0: 13 and their bench killed were, them were better no, that that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So
1: five out of their eight, eight five out of their thirteen were better than last year. That's oh, the reason why you're not in the eight. I don't
0: know better, but they did their... Or they, as good as played, last year. They played to the standard. So we're saying that expect...
1: eight players have dropped off from the previous year. And yeah, close, the competition's
0: so close. And they haven't missed the eight by a lot. But the other thing, like I said, when you get a couple of guys paid as well, there was ego there. Yeah, of they course. They kind of started to divide. Well, that, that,
1: you look at Leilura and Austin and it all comes down to that, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, well, I want to run. I want the football. There mm. was the, or still the shuffle going on to me as well between the spine players as to who's in control. And yeah. I think... The one who's needed to be in control the whole time took control the last six to eight weeks in Aiden Caesar, and he looked outstanding.
1: Yeah, and they had better results. He laid on a
0: few nice tries. He kicks some forty twenties. Like Austin shouldn't be kicking the football. Full stop.
1: The Penrith game last weekend probably sums up their season. I think that the, the potential to be... and Ricky Stewart said it last night on NRL three hundred and sixty. He said well, we could. We could beat Melbourne this weekend, but he said we could also lose, We could have also lost to Newcastle last well, week. They, they did lose to Newcastle earlier in the year.
0: That Yeah, yeah. yeah but
1: I, you know, and I thought he was brutally honest last night. I didn't. I didn't catch all the interview, but um, <clears throat> I, I did see little bits and pieces of it. So, I, and yeah. I thought he was honest. I, I like that about Ricky Stewart. I don't know whether I'm in love with him as a coach, but no. I, I I like what he's done down in Canberra. Um, I like that he's he hurts. Uh, yeah, well, no one's going to be harder in the, the review. Than him, and he he sort of said that last night, and I'll give uh, he's passionate as any man. I'll about give the
0: I'll give credit where credit's due, because I was only there for the twenties, and it really is a family club, and the Ferners epitomise that when I was there, and they got a lot of players in, and they do do dinners and that. But when I went back down and visited, say Varni and Jared, a few times to watch them play, once Ricky got in. He really, I must admit, he's done a fantastic job yeah. bringing back the culture. They have family, friends, girlfriends, wives, partners, dinners after every game. Yeah. They get ex-players back. They honour every time someone gets a player number. I was lucky enough to be there with Priest, who I played with the brothers when he got his number and they had uh, reunions now every single year. They have one game a year where they bring back all the players. So he has definitely revived the green machine in that sense.
1: Yeah.
0: I'll give full credit to everything that's happening uh, as far as off the field and club-wise, but I just feel on the field... The group, uh, the ego of the side, the poor discipline and just lack of concentration cost them this year. Mm. And I feel moving forward, they're a bit like Penrith. They've locked in a lot of their talent. So next year, not a lot changes. So I'm sitting here going, where to in 2018? No, I think they'll be
1: good. I think they'll be back in the eight. I think they'll have a hard off-season. They'll have a hard edge. I I, I don't know off the top of my head, but I'd like to know how many games they lost by six or less. Uh, And... You know, you flip half them around, I think they're in the eight, close to the top four. So I don't think there's a lot. They don't need to hit the panic button, but they do need to develop a few areas uh, of their game. And more so for me, it's just just about being patient. And it is hard as a flamboyant attacking side like Canberra to develop that notion of, well, you've got to be patient because it's, you know, when you you want them to be uh, out there and attacking and off the cuff, you sort of, you sacrifice a little bit of your patience. Well I'm gonna so have both.
0: Throw out there what I've said a million times before. Caesar's the one who has to control things from seven. He's the mm-hmm. better ball player, he's the better general player kicker. But Blake has no excuse anymore to just run the football he and doesn't. have the show and go. He's got to mature as well. You've player. been playing first grade for five or six years, couple of different clubs, but obviously the last few is at Canberra. You have to have an actual kicking game and you have to be able to ball play. You can't have an edge with Leilure and Rapana like he did and not feed the football or be able to supply a back row like Josh Papali. Into a hole, or you know, how to uh, manipulate just little things like that. I just watch them, like you, you're literally just a runner. Yeah. And after all these years, again, still not seeing a kicking game, still not seeing any thought in your ball I, playing. I like, don't
1: know, I don't, I've got nothing, and got no half. information to go off here, but I'd be surprised if Blake Austin's there next season.
0: Well, he's off contract as is Caesar, and right now, again, I know a lot of Raiders fans will probably argue no, Caesar, but if he keeps playing the way he did at the back end of the year when he took control, Caesar's the one I'd want to keep to be honest.
1: Oh, um, even on best form, season's the one I want to keep.
0: So right now, like I said, Blake is one of those ones I'm looking at who needs to have a big off-season. Boyd, needs to have a big off-season. There's a couple of guys that have a lot to live up to next season because yeah. there's not a whole lot coming in.
1: I, I think I think Austin might end up at the Dogs. I, just, I don't know. No, nah,
0: I highly doubt that. I don't know. I hope, he, I hope there is Maybe a player
1: swap or something like that. I, I'm not too sure. but
0: yeah, I couldn't see it. I think he'll stay there next year, but uh, definitely some improvement needed. Speaking of the Dogs, tackle four... Dez loosened the shackles finally and I know it's only been two games and they haven't been the two best games, but honestly, could this save him or is it too late? There's talk now that apparently they're sitting there going, well, we, they still may not get too rid of late. Him. And the one that's killing me, like I said, they tell Leisha that he can leave now, but all of a sudden he's gone, you know what, you do it your way, the way that I bought you for. And then I look at a game on the weekend. Yes, they did play the Titans, but he was allowed to run. Yeah, hundred plus meters, man of the match, couple of try assists, three line breaks off. luck. Like I said it before, and I'll say it again. I'll argue with anybody, and I'll keep arguing about it. He's one of the best junior nines I've seen. But you don't fucking buy somebody, bring him into the club, and go. I watched you play under twenties as an eighteen year old. You scored thirteen tries, running's your strong point, creating around the ruck. And then I watched you play New South Wales Cup a year young, uh, a year young in a good side, mind you, that Storm Sharks combined side. Yeah, they won the comp. He scored thirteen tries in cup. That's a lot for a nine. Running is his strong point. Then you bring him in and say, no, you're not going to do that anymore. Yeah, I've paid you, got rid of Michael Ennis, one of the heartbeats of that team at the time. I'm going to replace yeah, Michael Ennis that, with that's you. that's also a monetary decision. Yeah, I get that. And they brought him over there. But yeah. I don't think he would have explained that in the meetings that I don't want you to run anymore because the way he's talking, that he was basically surprised when he got there that that was the style. And he's more so been friendly about it and said, I appreciate... Um, that they've termed me into an 80-minute hooker and I didn't think maybe I could play that way and make 50, 60 tackles a game, but the strength of me is running. Yeah. And I'm going to prove that last few weeks because he's fighting for a contract. But sure, you're just giving yourself a triple when you're sitting in the box, watching these little things that we've been saying for the last yeah, couple of years. I think it's also easy to play when your season's over. I get over. that, but Ford's going forward, that bullshit's gone, the offloads are there, he's terrorising out of dummy half. Mm. Two years earlier when they still had fresher legs and James Graham wasn't broken and they still, you know, it's... It just seems like wasted, and you've been paying him for three years now to not do what he did best. Yeah, that's bad coaching, is it not? You play right. to you play to a player's strengths. If you are a coach and you're in the NRL, you're not going to go buy Chris Sandow like we said from Kearney, which is just dumb, and try to play Melbourne Storm football. No, I agree. That's bad recruitment. It's bad coaching. Yeah. And on Dez's part again, I highlight this: Michael Eash is going to bite someone in the ass when he goes somewhere on the cheap and has a good year next year. Yeah. But I see it again on the weekend. That potential it was there. He ran a muck, set a couple of tries up. They could have been so much better around the ruck. Forward pack would have been a lot better, and it freed up him by. For the first 20 minutes, he cut through two or three times because he's not a creative player, but off that platform that was laid and the creativity in the middle, he just got to run the football. And I just looked at it on the weekend and thought, it's probably too late now, but seriously, you're going to be sitting in that box going, well, I fucked up. Yeah. Um, it's- yeah, it's bad catching. Yeah, fine. Well... we'll
1: I, I, they can't keep him based on...
0: No, nah, but uh, I don't know. They're, they're talking that maybe he will get fired afterwards because it's less money, but then there's talk now that looking at this, if this is how he's going to take things forward, they might give him a little bit in the next year. And then I've heard rumours that Dean Pace already agreed to a two-year uh, as Who far knows. as terms yeah. and conditions. So... Who knows? You don't know what's going to happen, but i just frustrated watching that in the weekend, going, this is yeah, they're what... They're
1: playing a the shit side as well. I
0: get that. And they've done it a couple of weeks in a row, but mm. Manly are fighting for the finals and they... Pulled them apart last week and looked pretty good. So, hmm. I'm just more frustrated that this didn't come earlier. It needed to come earlier. Realise. Yeah. yeah. Stupid. Tackle five, Hayne versus Kenty. This one more so you were going about. Obviously, Hayne was blaming, uh, you know, well, he was saying
1: basically that Neil Henry was a mouthpiece. Going for, out
0: there for, for Kent to spread his word instead of just telling him face-to-face. And Kenny's willing to give phone records and clarify everything and say so that's not the case. And if anything, Neil Henry's angry at him because he went to him earlier in the year and told him when he was going to write the story, which Kenny said he was. Well, I
1: remember before Henry got sacked, like two weeks before Henry got sacked, that Kenny actually said on NRL 360 that him and Henry weren't talking and that Henry wasn't his most favourite person in the world or something the comment was. And I thought, oh, okay. Um, because he has been on Sunday NRL a few times. And I thought they must, must be decent sort of mates, but... Um, Obviously, that's not the case at the moment, and that's going to be a hard thing as a journo, and definitely a hard thing as a coach. I know in myself, if a journo was giving me a hammering, it's hard to, it's hard to sort of maintain relationships. I guess if if things are going bad and they're bagging you, and when things are going good, obviously they're going to they're going to be riding with you. But yeah, I just thought it was a real cop out from Jared uh, again. To get onto the podium and say, look, I just wanted to take the pressure off, off my teammates, etc. Like you've you're adding pressure to your teammates yeah. through your performance to start with. And then the fact that you've created a media circus around the coach, you've got the coach sacked, and then now they've got to deal with the fallout of that that's now gonna lead into next season. So you've destabilized you know, I don't know whether you destabilised the back end of last year. Like it looked as though fluently fluency wise. Well, they won one game. Of, yeah. In terms of the game on the field it did. But I don't think off the field it did. Uh but this year it looks definitely as though it's flowed off the field. And then it's gonna affect next season as well. So I think if anyone's put pressure on that organization, that playing group and on himself, it's Jared. You know, if you, you play well and shut your mouth and just do your job as a player and let the coaches coach, administrators administrate, and you play, then I think I don't think there's a reason for any concern for the Gold Coast. But I think Jared's Constantly got his wires crossed and um again he wants to engage with the media. I think the best thing Jared could have said last Just week is up. nothing. So uh and you know he's caught out the wrong wrong guy because well Kenny's I think he's pretty a pretty honest guy. Like we've had him on the show a few times and you know, we both watch NRL three sixty not every night, but most nights. Uh and I'm not friends with Kenny and neither are you. we nah, respect we've him obviously we've but him a few times. Yeah, I, um I just find it hard to believe that Kenny had uh, put his own uh, integrity at question by well, doing that. And, he,
0: and why would he be doing it for Neil Henry on the goal case? You don't have the kind of gigs to me out of all journalists. You usually try to look for a bit of a but I put it this way. You don't get a gig on Triple M, Fox, all these things yeah. as a journal if you're not half credible. And yeah. out of all the journalists, and I said this summer last week, I think it was Scott Lockyer said... you. Do you agree with him all the time? No, I don't agree with him all the time. No. Like I said, we've had him once or twice. We don't know him personally. never had a beer with the bloke or nothing like that. But no. out of all the journalists, and let me tell you, a lot of people do write shit or look for clickbait, he's probably one of the only ones that most of the time I'd say he's right. Yeah. And he's pretty straight to his word. And he's black and white. A spade's a spade. Yeah. And, you know, you, you put glitter on a turd, it's still a turd. That's which what, is what I like about Kenny.
1: Which is what we uh, base the show around. So yeah, I think so- that's...
0: Yeah Probably why, why, why people sit of... there and go Well you know It seems like you're on A lot of things Well it's You know Similar kind of attitude Towards rugby league And everything like this yeah. That's why we We had different opinions About the Haynes situation The other week But that's that's our opinion Not going uh, no, to be dictated to That's not personal No And like I said You're not going to be dictated to By me or what I think Or vice versa Or anyone else's opinion no. That's our opinion
1: Yeah And everyone that listens Is entitled to theirs
0: Yeah 100% But um, if you
1: hate everyone, that, hate everyone That you don't agree with You're going to hate a lot of people
0: Yeah exactly um, but, yeah, in, in this sense, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty straightforward. Um, I, I'm still on the side of Neil Henry. And, uh, and
1: again, you know, I don't hate Jared Hayne. I just wish he'd shut up and play good footy because that's footy. what he's getting that's paid for. That's what
0: you get paid to do. And that's how supporters a fan, get frustrated.
1: As a, well, that's right. As a supporter of that club, all I want you to do is play good footy.
0: Yeah. That's it. Don't destabilise. Don't get coaches sacked. Shut your mouth. Simple. Mm. If you're under $1.2 million, I want you to be the centrepiece maybe saying, we're looking forward to playing this week, rah, rah, that. Yeah. I don't want you to be in front of a microphone going, well, the coach did this. Bloke did that. Like It's just lighting fires, and there's constantly spot fires. Don't yeah. want it anymore. Just stop. No, that's right. Six tackle, and before we move on uh, to our power rankings, the last round drum, obviously some results on the weekend, have thrown in things into a bit of a fracker, and we have some games on the weekend that matter. So we're looking at Penrith, who are probably the least likely to miss. St. George, the, probably the most likely, I'm assuming, or them or the Cowboys, probably the most likely to miss. And then you've obviously got Manly as well. So, basically, out of Manly and Penrith, one of those teams is going to lose Is in bad shape. Well,
1: to Penrith, for Penrith to miss, they need Cowboys to win, them to lose to Manly, and then Dragons to win.
0: Well, Penrith can still get in if the Cowboys lose, but they need the Dragons to lose because the Dragons have a superior for and against. For the Dragons, it's simple. They no, just have...
1: Cowboys, Cowboys lose and Dragons win. Penrith is still in.
0: Yeah, I get that, what That's... I'm saying. Uh, on the Penrith front... If they if the Cowboys lose and the Dragons lose, they're still in.
1: Who Penrith? Yeah, yeah. But if Cowboys Cowboys lose and Dragons win, they're still in. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, and they lose.
0: But I'm saying worst they case, they need
1: they need they need to lose and have the other two win. Yeah,
0: they I'm have, getting that. But I'm yeah. just saying, worth they've got the best situation out of anyone, really. Yeah, that's going to take a lot. They for them need the other two going.
1: results to go against them.
0: Yeah, as far as Manly are concerned, again, winning is the safest option to them because they have the worst for and against. And even if the Cowboys lost and they lost to Penrith, they're 10 points worse. Well, every every side
1: here, basically, you win, you're in. Yeah, it's as simple as that. Yeah,
0: Uh, And then you've got the Dragons. Like I said, they've got no other option but to win. And uh, the Cowboys, they're looking to win. Can they get the job done? But if someone's going to lose out of that Penrith-Manly game, they're going to be hoping it's Manly Hmm. because the for and against side of things, it might save them. And Manly might fall out if the Dragons win instead. So there's a few ways that this could work out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but looking at this, I'm pretty sure I looked up the NRL website. None of these teams can make the top four now. Penrith blew their chance last week. And as far as the top four is concerned, you've got Melbourne who are guaranteed. The Roosters can't drop out of the top four. And then it is between the Broncos uh, and you've got Parramatta and you've got Cronulla as to who can get in there. So if Parramatta I'm and Brisbane, pretty
1: sure, Parramatta win. And if Parramatta
0: and Brisbane win, they're both in. Simple mm. as that. They're both top four, and Cronulla have to. Get, their win wouldn't matter. They'll still finish fifth, basically. Yeah. So it's pretty much all sorted, but a little bit of drama in the bottom half. I guess we'll talk about that more with our tips later on when we look at the lineups. But who who do you think's most likely to miss out? On the eight, you think that the Cowboys, I think the
1: Cowboys are think, the most likely. Well, one of Penrith and Manly are going to be are going to be. Relying on other results because they play each other, obviously. Look, it's, so it's, one it's, of them are going to lose. It's tough. Um, look, I, I think it. I think to me, the Cowboys, like looking at it, who's most likely to miss. I. I think the Dragons should beat the Bulldogs, but the Bulldogs have opened up the shackles a little bit, so it might solve the problem for all of them if you know Penrith could. Penrith or Manly Whoever loses out of that And the Cowboys could lose But Dragons lose So they, it stays as it
0: is anyway Well the Dragons Are going to be waiting Until Sunday Just th- Theirs is simple Someone <laughs> is going to be Sitting there That they can overtake Basically Because they've got Better yeah, four and that's against That's what I'm saying Someone out of Penrith.
1: Penrith or Manly Have to lose That's yeah. right
0: so, And if the Cowboys lose Unless whether...
1: that game ends up In a draw But that's Yeah well like someone
0: it. Sent that through And said you reckon They'd talk about it And I was kind No one goes out in the field And thinks about a draw Let's put it that way And two teams No and then and you're still
1: it. You're still saying then That Dragons lose because two points is going to overtake the one.
0: No, they're have two points, so that would be three points ahead. They wouldn't get in then. Who wouldn't? If those two teams yeah, have a draw, right, they're okay. on 31-28. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But what I'm yeah, saying is... Yeah, but if
1: Cowboys lost, they jump are talking that both in, could so. make the
0: finals, but I'm going to draw them. Like, no team's going to ring each other up and say we're going to have a draw Honestly, weekend, look, so. there's
1: going to be a hundred different scenarios, and we've gone through a few of them. But in the end, you win, you're in, you lose, you're going to be at someone's peril. And I like the fact that the Dragons are playing last because... Well, not last, but the last meaningful game on Sunday afternoon because yeah, well, going be Penrith, playing. Cowboys, and Manly are all going to have played by then. So. They're playing
0: for a spot, full stop. Mm. They're going to be playing for a spot. I think that'll make for an
1: exciting game.
0: Uh, I'm looking at it, and I find it hard. I was kind of sitting there going, Manly or Penrith, uh, one of those have to lose. But now that Penrith have lost Dylan Edwards, Matt Moylan's been named in the 20, not likely to play. And on the flip side of that, Manly's got back Syrian and they had a tough win last week. I'm honestly kind of getting the feeling that at lotto land, Manly can get the job done against Penrith and possibly push them out. Mm. Um, obviously, that's not good for the Cowboys because and against-wise, if they lose on the same points, Manly's and against is a lot worse than Penrith. Um, but I'm also,
1: I don't know how the cow if the Cowboys lose, does that make Penrith safe? I don't
0: know. Like, no, nah, it doesn't. Mm. They're definitely not safe. But and the Cowboys have the toughest game, you'd say, playing against Brisbane. We're going to look to bounce back. But at the same time, those derbies, regardless of troops, are always full on. Yeah, And it's in North Queensland, I'm pretty sure. So yeah, not gonna, Brisbane aren't going to have it all their own way uh, playing against uh, the Cowboys this week either. So moving on now, we'll do our power rankings and we'll get through these reviews of the game from the weekend. Uh, power rankings, number one, it's pretty easy. It's the Melbourne Storm. Storm Number two is the Roosters. And uh, with a glut of possession against them on the weekend and self-punishment again, penalties errors and all that, they still got the job done. And I still think they're the most likely to beat Melbourne if anyone is going to. Yeah, I got the Roosters. Number three, I could have shuffled this a little bit, but I'm not going to. I'm going to give the Broncos a bit of a pass for this week, and I've left them at three. Uh,
1: I haven't. I've, got, I've moved the uh, the Eels up to three.
0: Yep, I thought about doing it, but again, I left Cronulla at four as well.
1: Uh, Cronulla, uh, sorry, I've got the Broncos at four.
0: Yep, uh, I've got the Eels at five still. I know they got the job done against Brisbane twice, but in the grand scheme of things, uh, to be honest, week one, out of all the teams we could play right now, I want to play power in Yeah, i got the Sharks. Yep, uh, my six is the Cowboys. Troops are not, on-field uh, performance, their attitude, everything in general. Uh, if they had a few more guys, I'd, I, you know... I'd...
1: Yeah, six, I've got the Panthers.
0: I just think they've punched above their weight. Seven, for me, is the Panthers. S- Disappointing and proves it again. have said a million times, but we don't to listen to it. They beat the Warriors twice. They beat the Dogs twice. You beat the Cowboys when they basically lost all their players and they lost a few on the night. They had no one left on the bench. They lost to them after Origin when they had a golden opportunity. Uh, then they've played the Dragons on the weekend, who I considered just outside the eight. They couldn't beat them. People talk about that Manly one. I still think you got a try that was not a try and yet a 14-4 penalty count. You still haven't legitimately beaten anyone. And people go back to round two, oh, but we almost beat the Roosters. Round two means diddly squat. Mm. Um, and the draw, I know they haven't had a lot of top eight teams in the back end of the year. That's not their fault. But again, you just there's some simple games that they really should have won if they're a contender and they haven't. So I'm still not sold on penalties.
1: Uh, what number are we up to? So I've got the seven. Cowboys at seven, yeah.
0: Yep, Cowboys and eight is Manly. I've got eight Manly, nine the Dragons. They uh they won but they wobbled on the weekend and they've been wobbling for the last few weeks. Uh big game this weekend, everything on the line, their best bet with their four and against is simply just to win.
1: Yep. So that'll be our last.
0: Yep, and a power rankings. A lot of people ask to do a one to sixteen. Uh I think we'll do that next weekend, but we'll do that as in the season's regular games are done if we're gonna do it one to sixteen then, not this week. Right, so I don't we'll,
1: know why people want to know. I don't know. A
0: few people are going outside. I know we did a couple of weeks ago, but after all the 26 rounds in our next weekend, we'll do a full 1-16. to 16. Will so, we? Yeah, we will. You might. It'll be quick. Quick yeah. and simple. But we'll do the reviews of the games before we move on to fan questions. Broncos-Eels on uh, Thursday, 52-34, to 34, the most points ever at Suncourt Stadium and. This one just started off in the worst possible way with Adam Blair deciding to throw a ball out his ass and they scored. The quickest try in NRL history. The quickest
1: try in NRL history. 12
0: seconds. And that's why Adam Blair doesn't deserve $650,000 or $600,000. Yeah, for all the things he does, out of all the props in the comp, he's not worth that in a four-year contract at age 32. And that wasn't the end of it. He made a couple more errors after that. Parramatta scored straight away. They scored a few more times there. I, I thought Brisbane refused to meet him in the middle and they haven't played a team the last few weeks that was willing to play him in the well, middle. That's why I've tipped,
1: Parra. I, I, from what I saw the weeks prior, I just thought they bashed him through the middle of the ruck and that's going to be the blueprint for anyone playing Brisbane.
0: And this is why I've said the last few weeks, for everyone that's been rapping, Ben Hunt, i want a great hooker and this and that and the other. McCulloch would have tied up the middle. I'm not saying he would have stopped it, but that's why you need a genuine tough nine like McCulloch who plays 80 minutes. He slows down the play of the ball. He gets through a lot of dirt work and... Uh, with Thayde playing in there at nine and Sims and a couple of these smaller guys against a big physical side that wants to push him around. Let's be honest, Brisbane didn't enjoy it. And I thought Brisbane got grabby at the end and a bit of the big kid syndrome where they didn't like the fact the team was beating up on him. A few guys wanted to get stuck into it. And it's probably summed up by Sims. He tried to raise the elbow on Matungi, Matungi smashed him and he broke his arm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I thought Brisbane were convincingly manhandled. And it was just summed up, like I said, that error. The try instantly, semi runs around everyone like it was under sevens and scores that try. Uh, you know, Roberts had a nightmare with him. 30 10 at half time. They lost Maroa. They lost Frank Pritchard. The Broncos tried to throw a bit of a challenge at him, but they never really faulted Parramatta. There was a few soft tries, but they basically scored whenever they got an opportunity as well. And the back three errors were terrible. Like people throwing long passes to Oates, his feet. He's a two metre Peter. Yeah. You don't throw long, dangerous passes in wet conditions to a tall guy to pick up off his toes. Like. Yeah. Just lots of loose, silly football, and deservedly they got spanked. Um, I thought Norman finally came to the fore, obviously against his old team. We said he's been a bit quiet. I thought he was really, really good, along with Moses. Nathan Brown is, to me, a mini-gallon, but a better version as far as the work rate, the tackles, but he's got finesse as well. He's got offloads. He's got a short passing game. He's just an energizer buddy. Hmm. And I saw their awards night last night. He cleaned up. He got players, player, and the fans, player of the year. And oh, sorry, so he should have, yeah. Absolutely outstanding season, but... Um, even with the Broncos having a 10 penalty count. That didn't help them, none, which probably sums up the performance of Parramatta and how good they were, and flip that around 12 errors to 4 by Brisbane. So. <laughs> no, it
1: was t- the Broncos were awful.
0: And the Broncos were disgusting. A few people said last week they didn't agree with me that I thought the Roosters were the real challenger and the Broncos were a contender. Well, now you know why I don't think Brisbane are a contender. And please remind me the last few times the Storm have played Brisbane, what the results have been. I know the star of the year when yeah, Billy's... I- Billy's first game back was a close game, but generally later in the year, and it happened last year as well, Melbourne lit them up at Suncorp. How many of a weeks ago it was, Melbourne beat them again by 40. If they play like they did through the middle against Parramatta, against Melbourne, Asafa Solomona, Bromwich, McLean, and Smith, they will absolutely tear Brisbane apart. Hmm. So yeah, they will. I'm no, no doubt in my mind. Not sold on that. Uh, moving forward, I think we've seen this the last few weeks and we've said that as well. Sims is gone, but Nick Arima's killed that edge. He hasn't been given any quality ball to Gillette or Roberts. Roberts has had no early football the last two weeks. So.
1: Yeah, they've also had no go. They've
0: got to get back to basics there. But, um, yeah, Brisbane, big game this weekend against the Cowboys, heading to the finals to get in the top four somewhere. Canberra, Newcastle, 46-28. Don't want to spend a lot of time on this because it has no meaning. Canberra got the job done. They kept their hopes alive. But, obviously, the results made it so that they no longer can play in the finals. Um, a big frustration, again, like we've talked about, Blake Austin, I didn't think there was enough quality ball. He had Papali marked up on Jack Cogger, who Jack Whiten ran over and absolutely skittled. I just would have played on Cogger or not. He's only a small bloke. They didn't really get there. Um, I thought Caesar, Leilu, Rapana, they didn't get enough football again. And when they did, they looked dominant down that edge. Rapana got a hat-trick any time they did go there. Whiten was the main man facilitating things the other night. But it all started on the big thing that we've talked about <laughs> multiple times, which they haven't had a lot of this year. Go forward. Uh, Boyd, he had one of his better games. Paulo, who I think has been great all year, was really, really good. But uh, moving forward next year, obviously the forward pack has to do that, but they have to find a better balance between the 6, 7, and 9 and who's controlling things. And I think it comes as simple as this. Early tackles, if they're rolling, Hodgson jumps out and he dictates the play. Later in the set, if anyone's going to be doing much of the ball playing or calling it, it's going to be Caesar and the kicking, and you just want Blake playing off the back if he sees an opportunity to run the football. Yeah. But on saying that, next year he obviously has to add... A kicking game or work on ball playing a little bit,
1: yeah. Look, we covered off on Canberra before. The Newcastle put up a fight, Canberra yeah. were too good. Uh, and it was a difficult game for Canberra because you know they had um, well, they, they knew that their season was over, so and Uh-oh. Newcastle were coming to it town,
2: wasn't. they
0: had to get the job done to keep their season alive. Results made it yeah, so they now done. Mm. Yeah, I don't know whether they. No, well, they didn't have a whole, hell of a lot of yeah. hope. They still needed a win. They did, but again, defensively as well. We've said this all year.
1: Well, they needed to get the two points. They did. They were convincing probably for half the game, and the rest of it was a camera that we've seen all year. So yeah. Newcastle were good, but it's uh, still, they put up a
0: fight. Still conceding 28 points sums up two things they don't do well. I think inside 20, they still struggle to organise themselves attacking-wise, but on their line, they can't defend. And Croker, I mentioned it before, uh, as much as he's a good player with the ball defensively, just some real poor reads. Um, yeah. Then they slide and. On Their own line, it just makes no sense. So, a uh, long preseason for the Raiders and a big disappointment this season, that's for sure. Mm. Uh, Newcastle, tough as always, but definitely a hard game. Looking to better things next year. There's some good efforts again. Barnett, I think Kenny Dow has been good since he's been there. Josh King, Ross on return. Liam, before he got injured, but yeah, look forward to next year. Monga, a say say. They got some good kids. Uh, that rebuild continues. Tigers, Cowboys, 22 14. Uh, honestly. There was 60 minutes of dominance, and I kind of felt that the Cowboys didn't help themselves either. They had a couple of early pills inside. 20 early on where Asiata dropped the ball clean, and they turned it over, and I felt like the ref was just drilling them a little bit. Not saying they didn't contribute, but they got a lot of easily piggybacks out the Tigers. Um, they did roll through the middle, in particular Eisenhuth. I thought he had a really, really good game, and he's been great since he's been in. Woods, while I'm not the biggest fan, I think he's been much better post-Origin as well. He's been playing some better football, but uh, what it came down to... In the end, after a massive blow-up from at Halftime about the attitude and how flat the Cowboys are, which, again, doesn't surprise me because they've had a tough month of football and they're lacking some troops. Uh, (laughs) They just found a way. They really did. Martin, uh, he was all right early with that show-and-go. Well,
1: they found a way back on the back of the the Tigers shooting themselves in the foot multiple times. Like, it was um, Michael Cheekham, like... Gave away a really, really dumb penalty. Made a dumb error. Then didn't uh, chase down a kick, which they scored off. I, he wasn't
2: the, the only tigers. One back there the for that tigers uh game.
1: the tigers were their own worst enemy. It was a game there that they should have won comfortably. The Cowboys were never really in the game until the Tigers allowed it. it two weeks in a row where the Tigers had just shot themselves in the foot. They shot themselves in the foot against the Roosters as well. Well, so. I'm not
0: blaming this solely on Cheekham because he got pushed. I'm not
1: blaming it solely on Cheekham, but he, he did three things that had a massive impact on. The result um, at critical stages, and you can't you can't make dumb plays consistently in the NRL and expect to keep your spot.
0: Yeah, I still I said, I think uh the Cowboys didn't help themselves early on, and when they finally got a bit of possession and a bit of an opportunity, they went bang, bang, bang. They scored instantly off a shift yeah, play. You should
1: never do that. Next, have felt.
0: shouldn't have done that. Next set, Morgan puts that kick in. It wasn't just T back there. Where's Tedesco? Where's all the other covering players? There's three or four guys around that ball who refused to knock it dead, and you see again the man come running through was Felton. And- he doesn't have the best hands in the world, but he planted that one down, and he scored quite a nice try. And then in the game, it's been the two guys, but in particular Michael Morgan, who's been so dominant of this period, linking up with Granville for that kickback on the inside to finish things off. But uh, I thought Tamalolo was really, really good. He rolled outside backs. So they got some really, really good help, and they have since they've lost a couple of these forwards uh, in the back end of the season. Lynette was really good. Winnie Steiner on re- uh, return, et cetera, but... Uh, <sighs> Tedesco, I thought that was probably one of his quietest games and I'm surprised because he's a West junior and it was out at Campbelltown, his last game there. Uh, I think Lola here, I know he's not going to play at six, but just his goal kicking and some of the simple passing and some bits and pieces like that, it's still not really clean and crisp. And overall, they just torched themselves. Um, But if I'm going to give ticks to a couple of people, like I said, I think Eisenhuth has been a real, real fine at the back end of the year and I thought Woods has been better, but Mm. uh, he's obviously moving on. So yeah, that's one they lost, like you said, and it's their own fault, but... Uh, good to see Josh Alloy back in there after having an injury on I mean, the He was really, really good again. He's has gun. Second like game him. back. So, uh, yeah, really good effort by him in this one. Titans, dogs, uh, 26 or 28-14. I've got it a bit messy when I've written it here, but honestly, I felt that it was all dogs. And no, no, they lost a couple of players in the second half, and the Titans showed a little more fight, but yeah, I, I was pretty much all over the dogs here. Ford Pack did well. Leisha said he was going to do exactly what he used to do. And prove why he deserves another deal, and he was disappointed with the way the last few years went, and I thought he was their best player. He ran, he schemed, he set some tries up, uh, he was a tear around the ruck. The power game was there for them, and uh, for the first 20 minutes, I thought Mbai off the back of that, looked outstanding as well, until Wallace basically dog-shotted him and showed him in the face, and uh, yeah. he was surprised that Mbile was filthy with him while he was going off, and I'm not surprised why he was dirty, it was I, uh,
1: it was I didn't stupid. see any of the games on Saturday, I was at a wedding, but um, I'm glad I missed this game.
0: Well it was twenty nil at half time and you would have been angry. Let's put it that way. Oh well,
1: I checked I checked my phone, it was twenty zip. Um I saw some of the highlights from all these games and uh yeah, okay What what's to be said? No, the no, Titans well, have been horrendous. Both... The dogs have been horrendous. They've the dogs have sort of seen the finish line and played pretty hard once the, the shackles have been loosened the last few weeks. But uh yeah. they're two just crap teams.
0: Yeah, well Hopawade, again looked better with that looser structure, found some opportunities to play Clamor, he had a good game again, and uh, the kind of the one who's still there for me. A lot of people said Frawley played well on the weekend. I think he he bombed a few simple chances that you need to take as a half. He had a man short that was through a hole, and he pinged him in the head with a cutout ball. Yeah, I'm
1: not sure he's a he's a uh, hundred game first grader. People probably.
0: keep saying he's a nine because he played a few different spots down at Canberra. I don't really know what he is. I don't think he's quick enough to play at a nine. I don't think he's quick enough to play in the halves either. But he also doesn't have the vision by the looks of it. And the kicking game early on, everyone wrapped it i thought I'm he was just not
1: sure he's a first grader. No,
0: I thought he was solid without being outstanding. But again, he basically seems to always just revert back to the bomb when he's in doubt, just put it up. So, um, Should uh, it get a spot in the halves for New South Wales. Definitely needs to work on his game a little bit. I think he belongs in a top squad. But again, right now I'm not convinced he's the one moving forward uh, to be in the mm-hmm. halves, that's for sure. And if Farmanu Brown is coming over and they've got foreign and they've gotten by for all, he's not my team. No way. You work it either way you want, whether Farman is playing nine or six or Embai playing nine or six. But, yeah, Frawley's not on my side. Not fortunately. So, uh, yeah, I thought Jackson, he did a great job when he moved into a six. They covered up for their injuries really well. Titans just, yeah, there's, there's nothing else that really needs to be said. Probably sums up their season when Ash Taylor fell for Josh Morris, calling him and threw him a pass just to fall over the line at the end of the game there. So, uh, yeah, mad Monday. Good times. Enjoy that one. Titans. 64-6, uh, to six, the Storm over South. I think, again, this doesn't need a whole lot to be said about it. It was uh, an absolute obliteration of one side and complete dominance by the other. Everyone from Melbourne was good. The go-forward was outstanding. Munster, a constant threat on one side of the field. Uh, Vunavalu was absolutely brilliant. Ado Carr fed off that as well. Billy, you name it, they all chipped in. The middle was great. It's, pff, South just got annihilated. Uh, um, yeah, A little frustrated at the end about the bit of the grub that snuck in, but, you know, that must have been embarrassing to get towed up by so much. A few people whinged about the penalty try. In all the games to whinge about a penalty try, you're already down 30-0. It wasn't going to make a great difference. Well,
1: if it was a penalty try three weeks ago, whenever it was, that's a penalty try as if well. If you're so.
0: going to be disappointed about anything, and again, not trying to be too biased, but honestly, you should just be disappointed how bad your team was full stop. That's not first grade. Yeah, team. but
1: again, it's, it's a team that's gone and a team that's heading to the finals. 100%. It's... It was a rubbish game. Melbourne were clinical, relentless. I saw a lot of uh, the highlights of this game and I saw um, part of the first half replayed. Yeah, the South's defence was abysmal. I-, I think this probably raises a few questions late of Mark Maguire. They've had a good last month, but they haven't really ran into anyone in finals contention. I guess they they managed to pit the Dragons late, but um, I'll be interested to see how they bounce back this weekend against Parramatta and... Melbourne, no, nothing surprised me out of what Melbourne did. Oh, the scoreline surprised me, but how, how clinical Melbourne were certainly doesn't surprise me. And the one thing I'm, I am surprised at out of Melbourne is they haven't had a dip. They haven't really had a, a lax uh, lapping performance. and
0: Well, I'm still worried because I thought we might have wanted to rest. But apparently, like they said, they want to keep playing games. They just give them time off at training if they need it. And they gave Cronk the week off because he had some niggles last well, week. They know so... better than
1: us. They're, they're, oh, but I'm, I'm just I'm surprised that they haven't rested more or whatever. And if they're doing it during the week, good on them.
0: But years previous, we've Let's had play. a form dip like you've said. This year, they've basically gone in gluts. They've That's my point. They've won four or five, lost one. Won four again, lost during the origin period, wasn't any back-to-back losses, but in the back end of the year, again, they've done it again. They've won six in a row now. Yeah. Um, coming into the finals run since the shorter rounds ended, they're unbeaten. They're 6-0. I think they've scored 210 points, something like that, conceded 50. They're now number one in attack and defense after the weekend. Yeah. So uh, hopefully they maintain it for the finals, and they're probably looking at it maybe the sense I was thinking the other day get the job done this weekend, win week one, you're going to get a week off anyway. So they're probably thinking, carry that form through, get yourself to a prelim, have the two weeks to prepare.
1: Yeah.
0: But they're in red-hot form, um, and you couldn't wrap any of them enough, honestly. They're all outstanding. Hat-tricks for both wingers, forwards were great. Smith got an early mark. Uh, yeah, brutal, brutal game. Sharks, Roosters, 16-14. Honestly, I don't think I've ever been more frustrated watching a team play than what I was with the Roosters. Um, They still got the job done and I honestly still think they're the best challenger for Melbourne, but the first half, just possession, territory. Cronulla, they had like the exact same deal. They couldn't do anything with it. But in the second half in particular, the amount of times the Roosters just shoot themselves in the foot and constantly ask Cronulla to come beat them, they couldn't. They defended their line so, so well, but every time they did a good job pinning them down the other end, piggyback straight down the other end. Anytime they got half an opportunity, second, third play, they busted them open five or six times. They just had to push the pass. They couldn't die on a player and reload for the next one and score. Just error penalty, error penalty. Like Trent and I every week must be frustrated and sit down and say, just look at all these things. Should have had points here, there, and everywhere, but they just couldn't get the job done. And I honestly felt for 70, like just watching the whole second half, they were asking Cronulla to come beat them. Mm. And then when Kyrie got put in the bin, I'm like, well... I don't know how they're going to bounce back here. They've burnt so much energy, energy defending this second half, and every time they got themselves back in a good position, they just piggybacked them down the field. Well, they
1: didn't bounce back. Cronulla were just horrendous. Uh, like if these, I did watch this game on replay. If they're the, uh, if they're the two teams to challenge Melbourne, and I, I probably do believe they are. Melbourne don't have much to worry about based on what that, what I saw on the weekend. Yeah, well, seven, even, even with twelve players,
0: they still couldn't win.
1: The, the Sharks still couldn't just manage a set a set-for-set set mentality and get to a decent kick. Well,
0: 70-30 ball for a majority of that half and just parked down there. And it took until the binning to happen and Lewis to score. And then straight after that, they dropped the football, coming in a good ball. Jared Maria, I thought, had lost the game when he dropped that one, when they got a good opportunity inside uh, their own half. But Ten dropped it. They got a good set start there, uh, obviously close to the 50. And Gallon, as he always does, and Flanagan, they had a win saying, oh, it wasn't a penalty. He milked it. Well, I didn't think Kyrie deserved to get put in the bin. Uh, if Maloney wasn't getting oh, binned not. earlier for that line break, 10 out where he was like third man in heaps late, well, the Kerry one wasn't a binning. And Paul Gallen, like, what, what are you talking about? You didn't deserve to get penalised. Cordon beat a quick play of the ball, got him behind the ruck, surged through, and then he said, I oh, didn't stand up to play it. Well, he can't stand up to play it because your whole dead weight's hold onto one of his legs, and his other foot was in the ground, so was his hand. Yeah. If you let go of his leg, he's got a hand planted, he's got a foot in the ground, he plays it with the other foot. Simple as that. So. Yeah, uh, I, I
1: don't know. I'm, yeah, I don't have a lot to argue there. I, so. I,
0: I think the Roosters escaped, but at the same time, I'll give one positive. For the amount of punishment they inflicted on themselves, they just defended the whole game. They defended, they defended, they defended. That's been one of their real strong points under Robinson. But again, we go back to a Melbourne. If you're going to give 70-30 possession for the second half and just constantly penalise and take yourself out of the game and make errors, hmm. simple, simple errors come out of your own half and blow five or six line breaks and not finish things off, Melbourne will beat you. Yep. And they'll beat you badly. They'll hammer you. So these two teams definitely need to improve. But it was a real frustrating game to watch. It was ugly. It was a scrap. But, yeah, just I felt like the Sharks should have done a lot more with all the football they had. But the Roosters, in the end, they get the job done. And they're basically they're guaranteed top four right now. But if they win this week, which is looking highly likely with the Titans side home final pulling everybody out, they're going to be two and they're going to get a home final. So yep. uh, not a bad outcome for the roosters but corner uh, in particular I thought he was outstanding.
1: Well, one and two are the same except you don't get the 100,000 for the minor premiership. So yeah. there's no there's no difference. You get a home home final uh, first and second you just don't get the 100k or the Gilton Shield.
0: Yep. Uh, moving on from that one, Manly versus the Warriors. This was a tight game the whole way. Um, and honestly, again, ugly game. It was an ugly game, but I kind of felt similar last week. I didn't see Cherry Evans at all and I'll give him the rap. He did what you'd expect from a man getting that kind of dough. He kicked a right and a left foot field goal when it really mattered at the end to win them that game. But Blake Green, um, unsung hero this year. He's obviously done an outstanding job in taking care of uh, all those blokes here and really taking some pressure off that spine, but he was massive. Mm. He operated the whole game. He kicked two early 40-20s. He set one of the tries up. He asked questions all day. Him and Tom Trevojevic, to me, were the two standouts in this game. Tom Trevojevic had an absolute blinder.
1: Yeah,
0: um, But the Warriors are the only team that could have... A seven-point lead with five to go. In five to go, concede points the next set, get back within one, then kick the ball dead, cop the field goal, and then had another field goal put against them. And on no other team. Well, they should have
1: almost lost in regular time. They should. And they had a. They had it because. was it Aden Fanua Blake that dropped the ball dropped off the ball kickoff? Dropped the ball off the
0: kickoff, yes. They
1: had a scrum 10 metres out and with a Johnson minute to go. missed the field goal. Why didn't they just kick the
0: field goal off the scrum? I don't know. They, they had two pops with Johnson, and both times they had him under pressure taking the goal. I don't
1: know why, Johnson. I I blame Johnson for that. You need to know that you're under pressure. You don't kick it. Should have
0: went 20 deep because I ride out in front and given himself plenty From of
1: From the scrum, you take it 10 back... You get your dummy half in at lock and bang, Feed you a good pass. And if you're good enough, you kick it. If you're not, you're not. But you give yourself yeah. the best chance to kick it.
0: Yeah, well, I'm
1: I'm with you there. They're the only side that could have fucked that up because, and and with five to go, I, I'm, I was watching it at the train station. Was, I was about to get on a, on a train to come back out home. I got got out at the airport and flicked it onto the NRL app and watched it. And it was, when I saw that it was seven yeah. points, I, I almost turned it off. It was only that I was waiting for the train. I thought, oh, I, yeah, I watched I'll watch the end of it. Watching. And I, oh my God, like, Lost. My wife was like, "She's going. What the hell is going on? Yeah. How do you, you couldn't try?" Like, she said to me, "Is it a fix? It looks like a fix. It looks like they tried to lose." And you look at all the different things that that went wrong. You can understand a person thinking that way. Yeah, I, said, I don't, I don't know, I, I don't know, I,
0: I don't have any any defence well, for simple. The, the, way the wars, why it's the wars? It's unbelievable. Fine and um, yeah, well, I kind of felt Johnson wasn't too bad on turn. He kicked all right, considering the win yeah, conditions. He shouldn't be on Johnson. He's had freaking six weeks out. I get that. I, but they blew it. It's plain and simple. They,
1: they did. It. I don't think it was Johnson's fault. I no, blame him for, for, for kicking. I'm just saying that,
0: yeah. I, I'm saying, overall, I thought he was pretty good for his first game back. In particular, the way the win was, he did some good kicks. He put some pressure. He buried the Manly in the corners a couple of times. But, overall, I just, I'm just i blown away. The most yeah. impressive on the day for me was Fussy Tua, who I have a massive rap on. Said back into last year when Roger was out. Him at fullback, I thought he was great. They were dropping him in and out of the side. Yeah. He should be playing every week. Obviously not at fullback when Roger's there, but center or winger, he's got to be there. David Full. Um, he brain. just absolutely glides and he was massive. Marmolo was good. He's still got to fix his hands up. He has a really, really good carry, those two coming back, but he's got a bad drop in him. And Mannering, as always, is the pillar of strength for them week in, yeah, week yeah. out. But
1: he's the Kiwi Nathan Highmarsh. Yeah,
0: he's not going to get a premiership, the poor bastard, never. That's for sure. But Manly, they escaped this one. Uh, Graeme Trebojevic are the two that I look at and think they're outstanding. DC, obviously, cut up the goods when it mattered because I honestly thought he had a pretty poor game up until that point. Yeah, well,
1: yeah agreed.
0: Yeah, moving on from that one, the last one of the round, Panthers-Dragons. It was a real tense game. That's probably the best way to sum this one up. Uh, I thought the first 20 or 30 flowed and it was really, really high quality. Um, again, for the Dragons, it's their forward pack. <sighs> Sims has been great this year, found a bit more volume. Vaughn, scored again, outstanding. Debellum, Frizzell stints there. Um, Dufty got that late try just before half time to take things to 12-8. And Penrith scur- uh, scored early on in the second half. But uh, that Sims moment was a massive moment when Sims stole that football. Obviously, Lesniak, who does have a pretty loose carry, but that was the turning point in that game. Obviously, Edwards went off. So Lesniak goes back there. Sims finds him one-on-one with that loose carry. Bang, takes it to the bank. 16-14, and they hold out from there. And the one who's got to get some credit here, I think Gareth would't needed to take control, and I hoped he would. He iced that game. He forced a lot of repeat sets. They pinned the Panthers, but at the same time... Penrith had their chances. Penrith, uh, they had their chances. And those, again, I, I bring him up, and I said it before and I'm going to say it again. First year or two, you'll be allowed some growing room for your errors and your mistakes in first grade. And I'm namely speaking about Wanga Blake. Before errors in a game, he's at least four years in now, I think. At some point, you've got to be held accountable for your actions. His ball security is not good enough. Hmm. I know he got me out of the match. I don't know how he got me of the match last week. Yeah. I've got no idea how he did. And he has a good game every now and then. And it's one thing to be a talent. He is a talent. He's a freak. He's big. He's powerful. He can run the ball. But you can't make four errors in a game of first grade when you've been playing for almost four years now in grade. Um, and I know Nath Cleary, he, he can get a, a reprieve from the weekend because he's been absolutely outstanding. He had a couple of errors as well hmm. under pressure trying to win that game. And <laughs> Dallin's just as accountable as well. Same deal. He has a very loose carry and he's got poor errors in him as well. But that kills you in a game like that. And it did.
1: Watching this guy, I thought Penner's starting forward pack just got absolutely hammered by the Dragons. Uh, the Dragons' outside backs don't have a lot of points in them. For, for them, if you got on the bus and you said to Paul McGregor, Penrith are going to score 14 points today, you'd be thinking pretty, feeling pretty good about your chances of winning the game. But you put a gun to my head. I, wouldn't, I would never have said Penrith would score any less than 18 at home on a Sunday afternoon against the Dragons. So I think it more comes down to Penrith's attack, um... Particularly late in that game, under pressure when they needed to find a try and they couldn't.
0: Well, do um, do what the Dragons did. Learn how to build. That's I've said all the year. Yeah, about their build fifth, some tackle pressure. Options, I get that. Build pressure. I've got to give some
1: credit to the Dragons' goal on defence, which was good. They oh, scrambled. It was brilliant. But- and the try they scored, the Sims try. I mean, that's that's it's not lucky. You make your own luck. It's a big play, but it's not it's not sort of a play that you can you can bank on every week. So no, but, they got but the job, in though. the end, it got got them the result this weekend. I think Penrith would be very very disappointed in the fact they only scored 14. Mm-hmm. My major concern with Penrith is their forwards. Uh, obviously, their outside back errors are a concern, particularly when they tend to happen on play one and two in yardage. So and you've
0: got seven errors from two of your backs. It's going to hurt you
1: when you when you come up against the Roosters or Melbourne because they'll just get a scrum and they'll score.
0: Yeah. And, and
1: uh, yeah, it's so look, Penrith at the moment, I think they've done enough. I think they deserve to be in the eight. Um but think a lot of things are gonna have to change for them to make an impact once they come into finals football, namely when they come up against top four sides.
0: And again, good on the Dragons on the weekend for getting the job done and taking a stand against Dugan. But a lot of people started stamping their feet the other day saying, Oh, you didn't rate the Dragons. I don't rate the Dragons, Penrith, Manly, all the Cowboys in the bottom half to beat anyone at the top.
1: That's what I mean about what my comment just then about that I I think Penrith are going to have to improve if they get to a top four side because I don't see them really having to improve to beat any of those bottom eight sides because I think they're all similar to each other.
0: Yeah, whether I think...
2: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
0: I think someone deserves to get in I think right?
1: there's probably five. There's there's five there that deserve probably to be in the top four in the Eels, Sharks, Roosters, Storm, and Broncos. I think they're all the Storm and the Clear standout there, and I'd probably say the Roosters are just on a tier, but you, you put Parramatta, Brisbane, and the Sharks on a similar tier. They've, they've been inconsistent and whatever. But on the back end of that, those bottom four that we're talking about with a chance of missing the eight, to me – People always say, "Oh, who's the better side of them?" Well, who knows? Because none of them win no. consistently enough to
0: the, be ahead of each other. I, I see one that stands out, and I see the other week is the Cowboys. They're the one who've been hit here and got three million dollars. No, they're worth the one that's got. They're
1: one. the one that's got an excuse. Yes. Yeah, they're still playing better. I think, I think. than the rest of them. I don't They're, they're think more so.
0: consistent to me week to week than these other sides. Mm. They dig in. They almost won the Penrith game. They lost all their bench. Yeah, the Tigers oh, game. Probably
1: for me, if you ask me, which team would come out of that? I'd say Penrith or Manly, in terms of being a better side.
0: I'd the, I just know what I'm going to get from the Cowboys every week. Even when the troops are down, they're going to come there mm. and they're going to drag you into an absolute shit fight and still try and get the I'm job I'm probably more done, looking
1: so. also at who, who could potentially be the top four side. I don't think the Cowboys or the Dragons could, but I, I do think Penrith on their day and Manly on their day could roll a top four side. But
0: I, I could be wrong. That's just my opinion. Well, back to this game again. Widop closed it out, did what Penrith can't do, force repeat sets, build pressure and put him in their own half. But yeah. those errors killed him. Widop did great near the back end. Sims that massive play, Varni, Frizzell, Debellum—they were all outstanding. Uh, Penrith again though defensively. And we said this again when a, when a team wants to go with them and bully them, they really struggle. And They had forty-six misses to twenty-four as well, so yeah, that doesn't fly. And having twelve errors, in particular seven from two of your outside backs, that's just unforgivable, absolutely unforgivable. But um, I thought for them their best player again was Campbell Gillard. He was massive. He yeah. he ripped in, but he's basically alone most weeks. I think Tamow has been better, and he's been flying the last couple of weeks. But overall. Uh, to, yeah, to me, they've got still no patience inside 20. And then it takes someone like a May who, say he was quieter or not, the other day, again, someone with a bit of patience or a bit of class, when he ran on the fifth tackle, when he identified, that man had overran him and just went past him. Yeah, Build pressure. It's just
1: football awareness as repeats well.
0: Repeats it. Just something like, just, uh, I don't see it yet. I don't see it. And if Moylan comes back earlier this week from his hamstring, now that Edwards is out... Oh, I kind of think things are in Manly's favour this week, to be honest, at Lotto, Lien. If mm. uh, Edwards is missing and Moylan ends up playing hurt.
1: Well, Manly's form is about as consistent as Penrith so. Moylan's, you
0: know. Moylan's been in two or three games, missed tackles, and two of the games he hasn't finished out of the three. So if they're going to play him, I wouldn't mm. this week. I'd stick with May and I'd put Farah or someone else at fullback or Dallin, however they're going to work it. But uh, that wraps up the reviews of the games from this week. We'll move on now to the fan questions. And kicking them straight off on Twitter, Dave Crellin. Hey, boys, a few weeks ago I brought up that the Cowboys might miss the eight. Do you think they'll be the ones to miss out? If not, who?
1: Who knows? Uh, yeah, I, when he said that, I thought he'd be way off the mark. I didn't think they'd slide back this far, but. Well, uh, I look guess the injuries. They have kept had more getting injuries. injuries it's yeah. piled
0: up. I, like I said, I'm still happy to eat my words. No, that was a good call. Good call uh, a couple of weeks ago. You take but, the injuries out of it, though. I don't think they fall this far out. Um, I don't I, think I they think lose the Penrith you, game.
1: I think looking at it, it's either them or the Dragons that are most likely to miss out, I think.
0: I honestly think the Dogs can beat the Dragons. Uh, at the moment, if you said me what's the most likely, I think the Cowboys probably lose. But do I trust the Dragons wholeheartedly to back it up? No, and Dragons fans might be offended. You did the job on the weekend. That's all well and good. But this is also the team that blew that game against Seas. Uh There was another couple before. I can't remember exactly who they played. It's mm. a bit hard to go about those few weeks. But they had a few... Poor showings in a row that they should have finished off. So yeah. um, great last week, but this week it's all to play for again. But um, more than likely you'd probably say it's the Cowboys. Uh Pubilis Enigma, he just says he don't want to hear that the Panthers are gonna miss out. Uh okay, fair enough. Moving on. Michael Johnson, how bad is this tie work from Guffo? What is it? His photo up of oh, Gaffo. dear. Oh, I can't even see the knot. It's a high one. I don't even see the knot.
1: No, it's ugly.
0: It's all right, but he's a good player, so we'll we'll give him a break there. Yeah. Nick Becker's love the pod. Will there be a World Cup podcasts? Is there merit in a top eight or does it reward mediocrity?
1: It rewards mediocrity, but there's merit in it as well.
0: Yeah. If no have, one's ever
1: won from 7th or 8th, I don't think, in either our, our uh, competition or the AFL. I think, what, did, what were the Western Bulldogs? No, six, they they fifth were or outside six?
0: last year, I think, but not 7th or 8th. But I, I think you'll see, and it will happen eventually, if a team like Canberra found the form at the right time, they were as good as some of the top four sides on their day. Uh, or if you're a team like the Cowboys, if you had a lot of injuries and you got a couple of guys back and you found your way in there, I think that's what the top eight's for. And, you know, yeah. more finals means more money for the game. More money for the game means, yeah, it means more, more shows, kind of more everything. They're so. not going to shrink it for that reason. So, no. yeah. Will there be a World Cup pod? Uh, probably. I'll probably do a preview. We're not going to do a weekly update in the World Cup. Might do a preview pod and a review. That's about it, I think. Mm. But, uh, yeah, there'll be something. The Mad King, Josh Dugan. What do the Dragons do with him? It's gotten to the point where they seem to play better without him. Well, I well, probably we would have left him out this week. So. I would have left him out, and I said again, <laughs> I think he's checked out the last few weeks and looks like he was, you know, moving on. Is he the best player for that position, or would you want him in his team on his best day? A hundred percent. But I just honestly don't think he's mentally there. So um, yeah, I, I, I
1: I'd, if McGregor, I agree with both actions from McGregor. If he plays him this week, I sort of agree with it. If he doesn't, I, I get it as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, Simon Fraser should the NRL just give Melbourne the trophy now? It will save us all a lot of time, and we can make better use of the October long weekend. No. Well. We've seen this before. Teams get to finals. What you've done during the year is one thing, but a new comp starts now. So Melbourne... Parramatta
1: 2001.
0: Melbourne realistically need to be consistent after this week for three more games. And if they do that, they'll be rewarded with the premiership because they'll win week one, they'll go to the prelim after a week off. If they win that, they go to the grand final. So it's as simple as that now. It's three games away, basically, if they uh, get to the finals from this point. So, Yeah. Not over and done with just yet. The Buckstar, if you could name a first grade team, one to seven in the NRL's grubbiest players, what would it look like? I'm referring to on field grabbiness. Well, again, anytime someone brings up naming a whole team, it's not really helpful in the question section because we're trying to be a bit quickfire. Grubbiness though, if you're gonna chuck a couple of players in, well, Darcy Lusick would definitely feature in mine. Kenny Edwards would get get a run in that team. Um yeah, oh. and it depends if you're talking current or all the time, but two names that spring straight to mind: Lussick, he, he doesn't mind dishing a bit of grab. Hopper. Well, old school. Um, That's if it's going old school. If you're going to current,
1: yeah Josh McGuire for me. Yeah, he, he'd make the
0: grab side. Yeah. McGuire would be in there. Definitely Lussick. Um, Yeah, there's a couple of players like that. So Yeah, hard one to name all seven and off the spot, mate. I'd appreciate the question. Oh, I've got an underrated one for you. Bryson Goodwin he got a bit of grub in him. He's been a bit angry since he's been moved on to Super League, hasn't he? Sly elbow. The last like four to six weeks, he's yeah. been a bit angry Facials about and... the fact he's getting moved on. Yeah. yeah. Sam Taylor, would you play Dugan this weekend if you were McGregor or would that be it for the year? Attitude is everything in big games. Well, I think we've made our point mm-hmm. clear on that. I The only point. person
1: to answer that question is McGregor I... because he knows.
0: Well, he's obviously had a chat to him. And the,
1: the but if it's me right now, no, I wouldn't play No, well, No. Obviously. But I get it if to, if McGregor does play
0: The senior player group had a say in this side of the coach. Clearly, they're happy enough for him to play this week. So, that's up to them. Yeah. If they want him there, that's their decision.
1: Can they get in without losing? Can everyone... They're, they're, are they in the eight at the moment? No. They're it's out. Yeah, okay. They so, they win. have
0: to win. They yeah. have no choice but to win. But yeah. the Penrith, man in of the game, makes it so if they win, they're in. Yeah. One of those teams has to <laughs> lose. Their for and against is better than both. If they win... It's game over. They're in.
1: Yeah. If the Cowboys win,
0: then that one too. Be There'll be, if the Cowboys lose and one of those teams has to lose, then there's two teams they could overjump. One of them is going to go out. Yeah. And if it's Manly that lose and the Cowboys don't lose that, that much, four and against might save the Cowboys. If Penrith lose and the Cowboys lose, well, then they're going to be praying that the Dragons don't because their four and against is worse than Penrith. Uh, Sam Taylor again, Cowboys may well save Penrith from dropping out. Reckon Manly will beat Penrith. Well... Uh, I'll to look at the lineups again before we do our tips later, but it's going to be a busy weekend, that's for sure. Josh, uh, he says, why are they so inconsistent with stopping the clock in the final five minutes these days? Found the pub this year and love it, fellas. Keep it up. Cheers for the feedback, champion. I don't know what the deal is with the five minutes. I've said this before as well. It seems like a rule they introduced. They will hard on it for a few weeks, and it looks like refs honestly just forget sometimes it's in yeah. the last five minutes. so. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Uh, I I assume that maybe the bunker or something like that should be tipping somebody up that final five minutes now stop the clock. Well, there should be someone, an official timekeeper doing it. I can't remember which one of the games, but there was a shot at goal, right? There was the Michael Gordon one. The clock ran the whole time in the final five minutes where he took that penalty and he burned at least a minute. I thought everything in the final five minutes was a stoppage, even a penalty. Mm. Uh, Maybe not, but... Uh, Dave Crowley again, he says it's going to be a good game this weekend. Let's hope it doesn't get ruined by refs and poor calls. Come on, Dave. Everyone's looking for excuses for refs for their teams. Come on. Let's just hope Penrith uh, get the job done this weekend because the refs certainly didn't hurt him on, on the game on the weekend, that's for sure. Mm. Uh, moving on, and we've got a few more on Facebook, if I can get it to load up. It's been a bit slow this week. All righty. Most recent, what have we got here? Damon Fife. Do Paris stand a chance of beating Melbourne? They seem to be the only one of the teams from two to five with any sort of form or consistency, heading into the finals, only losing twice since round 14. What do touches get paid for these days? Three passes on Friday night went a mile forward and not one was called. I think Parramatta are a chance. On their best day, yeah, they've got decent enough halves. They've got a gritty forward pack. Their outside backs have chipped in. Um, I think the one thing for me still, and I'll say it again, as much as I think Brad Tacker and he's been good under Arthur, he's still not a centre. Um He does a good job. But, I just don't see anyone getting anywhere near him. And then again, if you're going to compare <laughs> Ford packs, I think Alvaro and a lot of these guys have done their jobs. But if you're going to tell me Alvaro and Mena are going to do a job over the top of a Bromwich, a McLean, yeah, I think on the best day, it's going to take a lot for Parramatta to get over them. But they certainly would throw the kitchen sink. What it touches get paid for, mate. your guess is as good as mine sometimes because they definitely don't chip in. Wayne Morrissey. Being that every side is beatable on any given uh, any given day, if you coach the Chooks, Broncos, Power Sharks, how would you take on the Storm? Well going to be different. I'm not going to play one out through the middle and try and get an arm wrestle with Melbourne. That's for sure. Nope. I'm, I'm going to push in numbers, try and promote the football where possible to try and disrupt them. I'm going to move them around a little bit so they can't control the ruck, which we've seen a couple of teams do before. Um, and you want to you
1: want to keep the game flowing too. Melbourne loves set starts. Yeah, you don't want to give them set starts. You don't, you don't want, want to give the ball scrums. inside your end.
0: No, and as far as kicking goes yeah. as well, kicking game. I'm not kicking to Billy, and I'm not kicking to Vunny. As good as Ado Car's been, if he can put an attacking kick up, he showed weakness. If you bomb him, he can drop the ball under pressure. He'd be my target out of the back three. Uh, I'm not kicking to Vuny that's for sure. And the simple stuff, you've got to be there for eighty minutes. You've got to make your tackles, and penalties and errors will kill you. You have to you keep it to a bare minimum. So. Uh, 80-minute performance, but yeah. Uh, The one thing is just the teams that decide to go one out, one out and wonder why they lose to Melbourne, you're just working to their number one favourite thing, which is killing the game, slowing down the ruck. They'll just eat you up all day if you want to play one out to the middle. Uh, Albuquerque Jones, why New South Wales coaching group on the Cairns when they are in camp? They only have to spend 25 days a year in camp. Surely they can lay off for it, at least for some of the time. Laurie has all year to slam the Cairns. He only coaches three games. Agree. Yeah, well, like we said, get the job done and have a celebration at the end like they do in the dressing rooms after a game, if you want to do that, because you disappear for a few weeks before you come back. That's fine, but during the whole camp, bonding sessions, or them drinking every day after training and that probably flying to the group and they're talking about that word again, culture. Yeah, they obviously shouldn't be pounding brews every single day after they get off the field, that's for sure. Hall huh. um, Maguire, what did Brock make of the Challenge Cup final? My whole FC boys were excellent, snide, kicking, Masterclass in particular, also huge call from the ref, total confidence uh, confidence in his ability.
1: Mm, I the, He's talking about the forward pass at the end. I, it was 50-50. Look, Hull did it enough. I thought Wigan, to me, could have won the game, but I think Hull were the deserved winners. It was a good game of footy. I, I love the Challenge Cup final. Cracker. So I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I stayed up. After a wedding, I was about 15 beers deep, and I was watching it in a hotel room, so... The wife didn't appreciate it. Me yelling at the TV at one am oh, after fifteen beers. That uh, the the beautiful Airly Beach, but uh, that was my Saturday night, my friend. So yeah, I went to bed at about two after it finished. So
0: fair enough, Scotty Lockyer. I hope this makes sense. Should penalties be given for misconduct while play is dead slash not happening? E.g., if the ball is out and a player pushes a player in the back, or an injured player crawls off the field the longest way possible, or an attacking player is taken out, but the attacking team still score the try. Penalty try or restart happen with the tap on the 50. Right, yeah. Well, we have seen one of the scenarios you've said. If you push someone in the back. Where there's dead and something not happening and grubbery happens. We've seen tries not awarded first while video refs and referees review something that's happening in back play. They can penalise somebody if uh, something has happened, like a punch or something off the ball that they're not happy with.
1: But look, this is you can't keep bringing in rules and giving the referees
0: more chance to impact game. Exactly. And then as far as injured player crawling off the field, well, if he's injured and crawling, you can't penalise him for crawling. If, no. if you're a bloke who's walking off for a sin bin and that, we've already seen that. They can't do much more if he's walking off slow and going the longest way possible because he's already been sent. No. Uh, and the last one, an attacking player who's taken out, but the attacking team still scored the try. Penalty try or restart happen, nah, and then tap 50. No, nah, you've
1: got your advantage.
0: Yeah, it's pretty much straightforward, I think. But the the first one, like you said, they've seen that before where a video ref has reviewed something dodgy. We saw it the other way. Parramatta didn't get their try awarded against Newcastle straight away because Barnett started that Barney when Kenny Edwards or someone pushed him. They reviewed it first to make sure there was now foul, uh, no foul conduct. If there was, they wouldn't have the try awarded. So uh, they do do that already. Diego Montoya, James Roberts was horrible this weekend, didn't put in much effort and let semi run away with the game. How would Wayne deal with managing his poor attitude without dropping him to the reserves? Mm -hmm. We'd have
1: a stern conversation with him and tell him that if it continues to happen, he won't be in the side. You've got to put
0: it this way. They've just dominated (laughs) for the last three or four weeks. Bad opposition or not. It was one bad game, but you can't really say James Roberts was the whole and sole reason they lost. He
1: wasn't, but he was pretty poor.
0: He was poor, but they were disgraceful. Hmm. Darius Boyd didn't have a great game. Nick Arima didn't play well. Their forwards got dominated. The, the miss on Sammy, I know that when you talk about Dago, it's plain and simple. Yeah, it was very, very, very bad. But uh, and on top of that, dropping the reserves, who are you bringing in? It's that time of year. One of the most uh, speedy and powerful centers in the competition. Jonas Pearson's had trouble with his hands, and they've got no one else. So you're not going to be dropping him one week out from the finals. Jack football, Reed, no? mate, out of, out of retirement. Out of retirement. Wow. Good luck with that. Josh Reed will Brock be doing an NFL podcast up the Bucks, And then your mate Jamie Wesley under that, the Seahawks man. He says straight away, that would be great, but we would hear, all we would hear is him complaining on how bad his Falcons are going. Lol, go the Hawks.
1: How bad they're going. Pretty sure we knocked the Hawks out last year, but anyway. Well,
0: To both of you, Patriots, boom. Yeah. <laughs> Two Super Bowls taken. Thank you. Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, we actually have talked about doing we have. an NFL podcast, but to be honest, with uh, the junior rep football and everything else,
1: I'd like to do it.
0: Uh, I think it's a good idea, but at the same time, we never bloody stop. And the footy's going to start up, and that's going to be four days a week on top of everything. So, I don't know. There's a lot of of
1: complaining. What day of the
0: week would you be doing that?
1: You'd be doing it Tuesday, I would have thought. After the Monday night football game. I don't know.
0: Yeah. It's a possibility. It's something we definitely looked at. We have talked about it a few times, but not in a great amount of depth. So, we'll see what happens there, Josh. Declan James, would a Challenge Cup tournament work in the NRL? New South Wales Cup and Queensland Cup teams play each other first few rounds before the NRL clubs are introduced. Final to be played the week after the GF. Team who wins plays the Super League Challenge Cup winners during the World Club Series. Uh, I think that's a bit weird considering a lot of them are linked to clubs. So it's a bit hard to you know have your top squad maybe meet up against your lower squad. and you know, I don't know if that would work, a Challenge Cup tournament. I'd
1: love to see it. Well, how are you going to know if it works if you don't give it a crack?
0: I I, I, I want to see it. I'd like to see some kind of tournament like that. But then again, we've talked a million times about the issue of player burnout, rep football, playing too much football. So you're just introducing something else. No, I think the company needs to be sure. When we've already got a problem with people that have an issue with the nines, the All-Stars game, all the rest of the bits and pieces. uh, Yeah, I'd love to see something else. But I I doubt the players who are looking at the conditions right now of that agreement would want any more football to be added in. But something that uh, you could try. George Krenitis, uh, you've each purchased your own team for the 2018 season. Which city or region is it based in? What's your team name and colours? Who's your marquee player available or off or, or uh, available or off contract for 2018? Who's your coach available or off contract for 2018? Oh, well, City, we, it depends what you're talking about here. I, if you're going to go off what we'd be Brisbane. doing for the NRL, it's either the second Brisbane team or it's WI. And Brisbane. coach and first player, if they have to be off contract in 2018, I don't have the time to look up who's off contract. But if I could pick any player I'd be and take age out of it, I'd say Cameron Smith and Craig Bellamy, my coach and first player, I'd take. Uh,
1: surprise, surprise.
0: Easy. Uh, team colours, city or region, yeah. I don't know. It's so I'd get
1: Daryl Powell from Castleford. Oh. I'd go to Brisbane. And my off contract player, who would that be? Michael Leesha. Even more, even oh. more, even more
0: well, I'm actually evening right this up. If we're gonna get,
1: what are you doing,
0: mate? If you want off, if he has to be on, off contract next year, give us a sec. But we'll move on to the next question. while this is loading up? Uh, Tom Douglas, where do you think this year's competition ranks in terms of quality compared to the previous year? Dog shit. What do you think is the biggest cause of the vast gap between the top few teams and the rest? The salary cap. Is it more a club issue or a governance issue of the NRL with third-party agreements giving too much power yes, to Yes, you've clubs?
1: answered your own question, Tommy. Third-party
0: agreements are fucking the competition. If you listen to us every single week, I don't know how many times someone's brought up third parties and what the difference and is. It makes me angry. And it makes... Uh, oh, it should make everyone angry, but It yeah. doesn't make
1: you angry, mate. Your team's on top of the comp. My team sucks.
0: Yeah, but we don't your really team
1: do. has TPAs. Mine doesn't.
0: Right. Oh, come on. We're you're not...
1: Backbone News Limited, mate. No, we're not. We're, Pull your head we're in. We're privately owned, you drop here. Yeah. You, you don't even know. Yeah, you're Backbone News That's Limited. That's how far behind you are. Oh. You're a grub.
0: We got picked up by a private company that owns an advertising agency and is linked to the Man City Group. So do you have TPAs? We have some. Yeah, fucking shitloads. We don't have a ton. Don't worry about that, mate. All right, mate. Come on, mate. Just sit over there, Titans man. Sit over there. Uh, Mitch Brackenbridge, can anyone, uh, can anyone really... But can anyone really, one, can beat the Storm? Okay, he's mixing no, up. I no, no
1: one can beat the Storm.
0: He says no, they can't. I wouldn't think so. so. You answered your own question again. We've there. got a <laughs> lot of people can...
1: answering their own questions this week. Good, Good times.
0: Time. Andrew Wales, can't believe Aaron Wood scored first try on the weekend. Can the Sharks find their Started mojo? So did Vaughn.
1: It was a weekend for the props. His first try? Vaughn. scored first try. Oh, oh first, try. first try, I thought he said. Yeah, oh. he scored. Did you dickhead read the know. question? Whatever, Whatever,
0: mate. Going to say Vaughan, he scored. Vaughan
1: scored the first try. I said, he yeah,
0: said, good times. Can Seriously? the Sharks find their mojo? Well, they certainly didn't find it the weekend. Uh, it's always hard to be a back-to-back premier. I can't see that happening again. Uh, and if they finish fourth, I wouldn't be happy about that. If anyone's going to be going to Melbourne Week One, I'm probably hoping it's not Cronulla. But at the same time, if it is them, and we could knock them off, I'd be feeling pretty good about ourselves. That's for sure. Hmm. Uh, would you rest Ashley Taylor? Looks done for the year. Needs an early mark, in my opinion. Well, they've already. Decided today that Tyron Roberts, Nathan Peets, Ryan James are all going to have surgery. If he needs surgery, I wouldn't play him. If he doesn't, you're a footballer, that's your job. Play. Yep. Uh, Arthur Sakoulis, if Saints win, a team that will finish on 30 points won't make the eight. Wow. Is that the first time or what?
1: It'd have to be. It'd
0: have, it to, be have to be very close. Yeah. If you wanted to be absolutely certain, you'd have to get on to David Middleton. He's pretty good on Twitter at answering those kind of questions. And uh, yeah.
1: Well, I can't remember a team that's got, got to 30 and has well, missed out. I can't
0: think usually 12 and 12 is a record that gets you in. 28 yeah, usually gets you in. If you'd ask uh, Middleton, I'm sure he'd know about that. Duncan Bridgeford, would you pick Nathan Brown in the World Cup squad? I know Maguire would be the starting lock, but if Meninga is actually going to pick on form, like you said before the Anzac test, then surely Brown deserves a spot. Well, in the squad, how many locks can you carry? That's the thing. Or middle players. I think that DeBellin, who was in origin He's camp, going spot. is going to be one. I think Maguire, who was in origin, is going to be another one. I think his form has been outstanding, I completely agree with you. But if you're going to go off middles straight away, there's two guys that I think will get the nod over him. Uh, form considering, I agree. He's been better, if not as good. But Maguire was in origin, and, and DeBellin was part of that camp. I think they two guys are probably considered before him. Mm. Um. Yeah, Raymond Kalu, your mate, get on the Bulldogs specials to beat the Dragons super duper specials. Apparently, shit. There you go, Johnny Juice. Did you boys catch <laughs> Bill Harrigan's rant on the Maddie John show? I wish he was the referee's boss.
1: Yeah, but he he's rant ranted a lot. He had his chance, Bill Harrigan. Yeah, had been the refs boss. So, and he couldn't uh, he couldn't crack it. So, I don't know. It seems pretty easy play for him to be stabbing Archer in the back. Yeah, but, uh, oh, I don't know. Either. Get in and contribute. Stop pushing your agenda through the media. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't like it. It seems like a constant – there's a constant cycle of trying to destabilise the refereeing ranks and to me that that's reflective in their performance. There's never any stability there. Someone's always under pressure and always trying to protect their job And you know, and then you look at the performances on field. The focus needs to be on making the referees better. I don't give a shit who's in charge. Make the referees better and simplify the rules. Simple as that.
0: Well, as you mentioned, the refs, Daniel Friend, the refs, toughest gig in the world, and I would never do it, but will they ever improve? They just get so much wrong, especially the bunker. They stink. Well, no one's ever going to be happy 100%. Let's put it that way. We've said it every single week. But if this is all we're ever going to do, like the absolute howlers, I can understand people getting angry about. But we well, just, I didn't
1: even get angry over this. The semi raja one was a triple knock on, and I didn't carry on about that. Yeah,
0: but I just, it seems, it's, it's embarrassing it that seems it happens. Every, but to me,
1: yeah. it's because of all these little idiosyncrasies and these, all these little technicalities, and they're, they're looking for the 1%, not the 99%. Yeah. Like just look at what and use your common sense and make the
0: call. Again, I just get annoyed every single week. We seem to always try and find a reason. Yeah, okay. someone I, for their team wants I to. I just find take a it reason. as part of
1: the game that the referee's yeah, going to fuck up. It's human, so. error.
0: just like players drop the football, mm. other bits and pieces like that. So, uh, Mitch Madley, our Brisbane match fixes or what they dead said didn't have much of a dig on Thursday night. I Match fixes. Blowing off the park. Absolutely blowing off the park, mate. It's it, taken uh, some credit
1: away from Parramatta.
0: They didn't really enjoy the fight in the middle. Like I said near the end, they got a little bit uh, you know, childish and throwing the toys out the cot because I thought Parra were bullying him, so I'm going to give the credit to Parra. Uh, Justin Beza with the last game of the season between the Tigers and Warriors having no effect on the top eight, what is your thoughts of changing some rules? Maybe one referee uh, or yeah. even each team having one referral to the video bunker for a knock on or other pen, other penalty that goes against them no. or even bringing back the 5 minutes in bin for a foul
1: no, well, they should do that in the trial games next year. It's yeah, well, a competition game needs to be played under the same rules as every other competition is game. Is
0: it just me, or did the twenties get rid of the challenge that everyone wanted brought in the NRL this year? I don't know. I don't I've, watch, I've seen some of the
1: twenties game because it's crap.
0: Oh, well, I've watched a little bits and pieces. I don't think I've seen a captain's challenge this year. No, so no. I think the captain's challenge even got scrapped. But yeah,
1: I'll tell you what should happen in that game: the two female referees should make their debut in that game.
0: Well, we said before as well, though. We keep changing rules. Just stop. Just keep things as they are. We well, don't you need can't
1: it. change the rules for a... Like, no, to but me, you
0: can't. Stop overcomplicating and adding things. That'd well, be right? like
1: saying, oh, we're going you know, to play a game in the Premier League, they're going to change the rules because... It, the five-minute Simbin,
0: I think, should be brought back, but there's no use trying it for the like NFL, The NFL,
1: they would never do that. They do it in the preseason. That's when that's the time to test
0: things. Josh Deans, I really don't think making players miss out on playing for disciplined reasons is fair. Totally unfair to his teammates, but most of all the fans... Document week's wage, make him clean the dressing room, wash the jerseys, big gamble from Mary in such a huge game. Thoughts boy as well. No,
1: I agree with it because you don't deserve in the end you to need to punish. You punish him. You take away what means the most to him, which is – playing
0: and these he are doesn't an, deserve to these play. are NRL our old players they're not going to be cleaning dressing rooms and washing the jerseys uh what's the ultimate punishment for a person sit
1: him out and make him clean the jerseys and wash the freaking sheds
0: they don't wash jerseys no I'm not just like saying that. I get oh, that you know what I'm saying but the ultimate punishment for a professional at this level is to be sat out of a game to they, miss what, what out. they That's train right. for the week and what they want to do and uh you know you've got to be held accountable for your actions every team has standards and culture and he didn't follow those and the senior player group and the coach thought you're out and given his four don't think it's a bad thing he didn't play because mm. he hasn't really helped in the last few weeks Brett Sims, what has Josh Cleland got to do to get a crack at first grade? Surely Hasler, can't be the next year. You boys are doing a great job. You remind me of two blokes in a bar talking footy and giving back to the game we all love. I believe the clubs could give so much back to the members. Things like blogs with players, coaches, staff, Facebook live training sessions. They seem to forget that it's just not about first grade. It's about the whole club. Anyway, sorry about the ramp. Keep up the good work. And thanks. That's from Brett Sims there. But, uh, mate, honestly, a uh, big thank you for all the feedback. And we've talked about this before. If you want to talk about the new salary cap and the way they're going, they're going to have to give more than they do right now, like we said, with the bullshit cliches and interviews and basically just avoiding that altogether. If they want this revenue share, the players, they're going to have to chip in a hell of a lot more um, if they're going to get that bigger share of the pie as far as access to the fans, clubs giving back their better interviews and all those bits and pieces. Uh, as far as Josh Cleland is concerned, uh, I think he just got named to the New South Wales Cup team of the year. Dogs are done for the year. Is he going to be there next season? I'm pretty sure. If they've got second tier him, I don't see why he wouldn't give him a game. But yep. they start finals this week for New South Wales Cup. Uh, I'm pretty sure they finished top four, so they're going to get two chances. But I highly doubt they're going to drag Cleland out now, as much as I'm sure he'd love to make his debut. I don't know if they'll do that to him this week. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'll see what happens there. Mateo Grasso, McGregor Mayweather, your thoughts and what do Penrith do to cover Moylan and Edwards' injuries? Cartwright slipped back into six on the weekend and that's very worrying. Well, McGregor Mayweather, it was, it was not too bad, but you know, you kind of got what you expected, that he got outboxed in the end and he gassed out. Um, it was better than what I thought. It wasn't, it was going
1: wasn't, wasn't fit enough.
0: No, nah, but it was enough. better than what I thought it was going to be. He also did throw a hell of a lot early on and I think they talked about resting or taking it a bit easier. He certainly didn't do that. He, he went after him, but mm. yeah, he got outboxed in the end. Uh, Penrith for Moylan and Edwards. Well, they look like they've named Faray at fullback, and obviously Dallin played there on the weekend. To me, Cartwright doesn't play six. May stays at six. Uh, that's that's a no-brainer. As far as the fullback, that's a different story. Who would you play? Would you play Dallin or would you play Farray?
1: No, i play Farray before I play Dallin.
0: Yeah, well, i think Farray as well.
1: Dallin can't control the ball in the wing.
0: Nah, well, I think also a passing game, and Farre played some fullback in the juniors as well. He's got a good sleight of hand, being that centre, and he transfers it to the winger. I'd put Farre back there. I think he'd be a bit safer with the football. So that's what I do this week. May stays at six, Farre goes to the back. Well,
1: uh, I think the, that fight's been let off the hook a little bit. It was supposed to be the fight of the century and the biggest sporting event of all time. They didn't sell the joint out, um, and... Yeah, no, it was okay, but I, like as, from a fighting perspective, from a viewer perspective, I I enjoyed the Pacquiao Horn fight more than that fight.
0: Yeah, I did. Pacquiao and Horn was two boxes trying to absolutely murder each other. Mm. So, like I said, for for all the hype around that's why I was more. It was more a bit there. of a circus show. Like the, I I, I yeah.
1: like to watch it, but it, all the hype around it that was the appeal. Well done, it, well done to McGregor and Mayweather for yeah. generating that hype. Because that's it certainly was never, ever, in my opinion, ever going to live up to That's why I it. messaged
0: you and you said, Would you think, I, just, I wasn't really sold because I didn't ever think he was... He, unless he punched him out and early on, he wasn't wielding haymakers or really going for mm-hmm. him. He was landing volume, but he didn't damage I was him or he hurt him.
1: I was impressed with the way that Mayweather fought.
0: Yeah, but I didn't think... Yeah, More
1: so than when Mayweather fought Pacquiao, so...
0: Uh, Greg Milburn, now that we have the broom out at New South Wales Rugby League, should the whole joint be cleaned out, including some players, to create the culture we deserve? Without doing this, do we really have a chance of winning next year? Well, we spoke about it earlier, mate. A um, couple of guys have been given enough chances and they've uh, you know, bit the hand that feeds in your Dugans, your Fergusons for feeder stuff like that. Go with the clean skins, go with the guys that want to be able the jersey, but I still think even up top they got it wrong with how they handled things. So um, some changes most definitely. Luke Tomlins, do you agree, guys, that this has been a very boring NRL season? Considering your power rankings have hardly shifted all season and that more teams have been disappointing rather than exciting, including the dismal origin season, granted I'm a salty Bulldog supporter with nothing to smile about. Well, it's been disappointing because it's been so top-heavy, and I think, again, on top of that, you've got Melbourne, who have been so far from everybody else, and then I guess the three or four teams under her haven't really been threatened at all either until Parramatta's emerged a bit later in this year. It's kind of always been Sharks, Broncos, uh, and the Roosters there. I guess the Cowboys lost players early and slowly slipped out of the picture, but them and then the Raiders, they flopped the way they've played and Penneth haven't lived up. If all those teams would have done probably what you expected, which they haven't, you could have a pretty loaded top eight. If Thurston was healthy and Brisbane all these teams, I reckon there'd be seven teams that could win the comp. But yeah, but
1: in a perfect world, that never happens. Yeah,
0: exactly. And it, it's not a perfect That's world. That's why they
1: play the games.
0: The Cowboys got injured and Penrith and the Raiders have been disappointing and a couple of these other teams, their form's been a bit so-so. So, uh, yeah, it hasn't exactly been well, an I don't think the year, Panthers
1: have been disappointing. I, I had the Panthers finishing six with 14 wins and 10 losses. So, to me, Penrith have been bang on where I thought they'd be.
0: Well, I had them at five, I think, but similar. I didn't mm. think they'd for the con. I think it but...
1: was disappointing. They've been pretty impressive the last few weeks. They've only lost one game in the last two months. So.
0: Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, it hasn't been a great year as far as the top end, though. No. And upsets and stuff like that. Uh, Matty Hunt, my word, boys. Even I am not safe from being named the passenger of the week. Well, mate, last week, where were you? We needed you. Uh, The passion of the week and my most hated player of all time makes Justin Hodges Hodges look like a saint is Josh Dugan. My God, this guy is a disrespectful, arrogant grub. He thinks he's a world-class athlete and worth a million dollars, but he can't even show up on time for game day. This guy has got to face some repercussions. Good luck to the Sharks dealing with this soft bloke.
1: Here we go. What did he say? What did Diego Diego say? Diego
0: says, can you be a passenger if you don't make it onto the bus? (laughs) Ha-ha.
1: Well, that's a fair point.
0: He's nailed it, Matty. Good to see you back, fair champion. Point. You're but back. You've you've had a lobby this way. That's the easiest one you have ever going to pick. Yeah, but agree, hundred percent agree. It's a, that, it's
1: a safe play in your first week back.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. But good to see you back, champion. Good timing, Chris France. The NRL said the opening game in 2018 is a double header in Perth. Do you agree with this move for the opening round? I think Sydney. Should be the priority with crowd numbers down. No, I think it's okay. Well, tourism's paying for it. It's, again, as it always is. It's about money. It's about getting crowds in. They think they're going to obviously sell over there and they're getting money to take the games there. So this is also a way, I suppose, to whet the appetite a little bit, seeing that the uh, side's just been closed out over there, I
1: guess.
0: Yeah. So rugby league's getting a bit of a sample of how keen the fans are to come watch them play now that rugby union's... uh,
1: Might be a bit warm over there. ...moved out of
0: town. So, yeah, see what happens with that. But uh I think that's almost everything. There was one more I have to find that came through. And it was in the comments, and I think it was Arthur uh Sekoulis, if I got that right, who Big Arthur posted something before, but we got one more here. James Heron, Bob's Burgers or Rick and Morty. Well, I know what Bob's Burgers in is, I don't mind that. That's Where's that at? That's nah, it's not it's a shame. Oh. It's like family guy kind what of is stuff. It? I think Bob's Burgers are all right. I've never seen seen Rick and Morty, so I can't help you with that one. Never seen either, mate. Game of Thrones. Yeah. I've got Arthur's one here. This is what I was talking about. You stated... Jesus. It's an essay. You stated that Manly, cows, Panthers deserve to be an eight ahead of the Saints. Baffles me, as if you look at the stats for rounds, as of round 25, it shows this. Ninth, points four against Lyme. I'm not going through all the rest of that kind of stuff. He's telling me that all their numbers and penalties conceded, etc. Their top five in all stats, on top of flogging Manly twice, beating Panthers twice, beating Cowboys and Sharks, should have been twice. They are ninth, only due to dud calls. Uh, that gridiron forward pass, which lost them a game against the Sharks in the last minutes, is the difference of the Saints being fifth and the Sharks sixth, as both were bound 30 points. Saints better for and against, plus with Parley staying on when Dug's man, both HIA and Saints had no reserve back to play at fullback, is what lost them the game as well. Saints were on top until then. Come on, fellas, give Saints some credits. they are much better than Manly, especially flogging them twice as proof of that. In saying that, I feel Saints are at best eighth and seventh in the comp and will be out week one of the finals if they make it. Sorry for the long post. This is the first time that a team will miss on thirty points.
1: Well, the Titans beat the Sharks twice and beat Melbourne. So does that mean we get more in the
0: finals? So, uh, and we didn't look. Say they that.
1: are where they are because they deserve to be where they are, and like simple as that. I I don't know. Look, I think Penrith, the Dragons, Manly and the Cowboys for me are all as bad as one another. I don't think any are any better than each other. They they are where they are because they deserve to be where they are. They are where they are because their form has been dog shit for the majority of the season. They've been inconsistent. And the reason why they find themselves relying on other results and – down to the last round is because they haven't been able to control the controllable and put themselves yeah. into a guaranteed yeah. position like the others that are
0: ahead of them. They're also not the only team that's got a dodged call this year. There's been some exactly calls right. for a lot of those teams. Oh. Yeah, look, you're, you're going to get a
1: game that's going to you're going to you be cost a game on a call. You probably they've probably won a couple based on some calls. Yeah, but they're as not well, the so.
0: only team that's been HIA and I lost the band. Look at the Cowboys. Yeah, look, Cowboys. At the game,
1: look at the game they lost
0: against South. Whose fault was that? Well, let's just sum this up plain and simple. The Cowboys haven't had Jonathan Thurston all year and continue to lose players and they're still ahead of you on the ladder. So mm. again. Uh, they've put themselves in this position, but I think you've hit your own uh, nail on the head down the bottom here in what I said earlier. Manly, Penrith, Cowboys, Saints, credit or no credit, we've given it when it's due for all those teams, but none of them are winning the comp. So, Who cares? um, Like you've just mentioned, week one, mate, I'm sorry. Uh, Give me all the stats you want. I think they're going to get knocked out week one, if not week two, if they do survive. And at the moment, if they did get in from the ladder predictor I did, it'll be the Sharks week one, so they'll get a chance to get redemption.
1: If the Dragons make it a preliminary final this year, I'll run nude up the main street of Penrith. There, there you go. That appreciate because they won't they they won't be making a preliminary final no, this year. They
0: won't. But appreciate the passion, mate, and good for the feedback. Like yeah, I said, we give credit where credit is due. They've all got credit at different stages of the year, but honestly, all those. Teams... How many
1: games in Melbourne lost this year? Three, four. I think four. And one of them was to the Titans. That's right. And it's
0: it was as good as a grand final for us. An absolute shootout. I think that game. That was, was the massive, absolute point. Apparently, barrage. Neil Henry can't coach, but. Nah, and you bet the Sharks twice as well. Poor, yeah. Last year, so. Uh, that's all the questions for this week. Much appreciated, everybody, for those. If you've missed out, feel free to inbox us or send some through. We now move on to Mr. Gossip. We'll get any dirts and do the tips. Thanks to WilliamHill.com. But before I move on, have to say a big thank you to Richmond Residential. Obviously, another one of our charity partners. They chipped in for an ad on the show to donate some money to our charity this year, which is the Great Walk Foundation. So if you're out there and you're looking for a bit of help, Richmond Residential are the ones for you because they are a strategic financial management consultancy. They deliver a broad range of highly effective wealth creation solutions for the commercial and non-commercial financial sectors. They can offer you things such as financial strategy, commercial loans, financial management, mortgage restructuring, home loans, debt consolidation, leasing finance, real estate investment, and superannuation planning, something that I've said before I need to look into. Uh, It's professionals have a strong client focus and their dedication will help you to achieve the financial success that you want. They work with you and for you to get you where you want to be. Contact them today, 0288244000. Follow them on Facebook and LinkedIn or book your complimentary strategy session and visit them at Suite 415 of 33, Lexington Drive, Bella Vista, New South Wales, 2153, Richmond, Residential. Thank you very much. And on to Mr. Gossip, brought to you by WilliamHill.com. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with William Hill. And we are back with everybody's favourite, Mr. Gossip. And, mate, uh, the flu, it struck us down again. So I think the Codrill sponsorship needs to get back on the table. And I've now thrown straps in the mix as well. Crikey, has this been the worst winter for us lads or what? Mate, it hasn't been exactly a great time, but it's going to get warmer soon, thank God. And it's warming up in football terms as well. The finals, one week away after this round concludes. One week away? Look,
2: I look at round one and it doesn't seem that long ago. But I tell you what, an origin period she drags on, so... Yeah. It's been a long season, I guess, so um, keen to get some semi-final football underway.
0: Most definitely, mate. What do you got for us in uh, the goss at the Much cooking this week?
2: Yeah, look, we've got a few things, guys, and look, we'll we'll touch on James Graham. We send a touch on him every week. Um, it's been pretty heavy publicised, I think, in the past two weeks that the Dragons are keen on James Graham. They've offered him 600k. We know, we mentioned last week on the podcast that his currently, his contract for next year is 1 million, so... Do the mass, the Bulldogs are going to have to pay 400k. The problem is, the Bulldogs are taking their sweat-ass bloody time. The Dragons are starting to get cold feet, so the Bulldogs are going to have to start getting cracking if they want to start shedding some cap space. But, um, an interesting
0: one, James Graham at the Dragons. Where does he fit, boys? I think we said last week, I honestly don't think he does fit, and for the point where their forward pack is and their group, I don't think they need him. And... Um, all the miles we said he's on his legs, 17 years old debut, six or seven grand finals in a row, comes here, finals campaigns. He had knee problems last year, had a neck surgery this year. They've got Vaughn, Sims has been playing in the middle, Armel, Thompson, Frizzell, DeBellin. Uh, they've got young Selle, Host, Laurie, who they've re-signed. Uh, it's a big, wacky cap again, and they seem to have done a lot of big contracts. Uh, the, the big thing about that for me is your depth. When you spend heavily on just a couple of top players, you don't have a whole lot of depth, and this just doesn't really make sense to me. And as great of a player as he's been, six hundred thousand seems a lot for James Graham.
1: I think yeah, I think he fits at the right price. I think six hundred probably a bit overs, but uh look, if if they've got the cap space, um the dragons and the doggies are trying to move him, then it may fit. Uh, he, he does look a bit stale at the Bulldogs. I think James Graham. He, Either that or his legs are just gone and he's gone part over the hill. I don't, so.
0: I don't see him fit their pack style, though. They they carry heavy. He wants to ball play and tip and play at the back. He doesn't yeah, have the maybe, leg speed. Maybe or. he might
1: compliment him change it up a little bit. I, I don't know. Well,
0: I I'd, think DeBellin's the one right now is the only one who has that outlet, but he's also mm. got the leg speed and the power to back up to that the, ball yeah, play. I, think, I get it. I think Graham kind of stammers I, what they try to do. Honestly,
1: I, I'd, I'd probably like him more if he was at the Dragons. I'm not the biggest Bulldogs fan in the world and uh. with the way they play, but... Yeah, it'll be interesting if he does go there to whether, you know, he sparks up again and looks to be the James Graham of old or whether his legs are just a little bit too old. Yeah, look, they're
2: hungry for a prop, guys, and I think if they don't get James Graham, they might get uh, Lani and who's still being chopped around. So mm. don't be surprised that the Dragons do get a big bopper. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Yeah. All right, boys, Robbie Farrow. we seem to talk about him every bloody year at this time. Where's he going? Look, he's, he's been shopped around by the rabbits. That's been everywhere, all over the radio and TV. But the, the word is he could link up with Timmy Sheens once again, that, that he's coaching at KR at the
0: moment, Wow. All the Bulldogs. But, I mean, I, I just can't see him fitting at the Bulldogs unless they pay him <sighs> in <kebabs>. Honestly, <laughs> the Honestly, the Bulldogs were saying the other week that they were going to struggle to fit New Brown in. They were going to try and find a way to get out of that deal. And Robbie Farrar... He's not going to just sit there and tackle and pass and do as he's told. We've already seen that, which is half the reason Souths are trying to offload him now. So just just go to the Super League, move on, leave the NRL. Well, Hulk KR aren't even in the top tier. Well, that's about the only option he's going to have at this
1: point in time. They're so. in the qualifiers, I think, currently. So if they win through, they'll be back in the Super League. But... Yeah, they got, I'm pretty sure Salford knocked him out last year. So
0: how it's taken all this time to figure out that Cook was the better pick of the two mm. has me dumbfounded. <laughs> and to waste exactly. that money. Um, agree. Yeah.
1: agree. Yeah.
0: Just move time to go to England. Simple as that.
1: Yeah. In- England, wherever it is in England, would be a good result. Yeah, I think mean,
2: so too. Charlie Gubbboys from the Warriors, oh, he Charlie a New Zealand, the old big gubby. Uh, look, he could be off to Canberra all the Cowboys. My money is that he's going to Canberra. Um Radiant
0: fellas, what do what's your thoughts on Gubby? He goes okay. He does go good. He can have a loose moment or two, but his carries pretty strong. I think that the Raiders and this year that's been a big part. They had to drop some depth, obviously, to upgrade some contracts and it hurt and Dave They're gonna give him Dave's contract. Dave Dave Taylor was good at the back end of the year, but he's moving on now. So if I'm looking at their bench and what they've got out of Sorensen, uh, you know, Royce Hunt, they only gave five minutes, a couple of guys like that. From what I've seen of Gubby Gar- they could use somebody off the bench, so that's probably a win for them if they can get him. But uh, Cowboys, again, man, they'd have a big pack next year if Charlie Gubb went there. Hess, yeah. Tamalolo. It's a good little value him, by, but. Scott, McLean. He's not wanted at the Warriors, so um, yeah. And I, he'd get some good coaching at one of those clubs as well. So I think the Raiders could probably use him more, but if the Cowboys had him, they'd have a pretty massive solid. Not wrong. Yeah. All right, boys, last one for the night. And, Louie, I'm keen as mustard to hear your thoughts on this one. Cowboys pop Patrick Kafusi to link up with his brother at the Storm. I've got no problem with that. Uh, he obviously good. blew his ACL earlier in the year, and I thought he was doing a pretty good job. The few games that he got before, he hurt his after filling in for Scott. And we've seen what uh, Melbourne's done, obviously, with Felice. Felice was a guy off the bench playing prop short minutes who I liked. Had no clue first round. I tipped... That we, he probably might struggle, you no know, Proctor, you no know, Harris, he's starting back row. He was in the the origin camp and he's played 80 minutes all year and he's been fantastic. And Yeah, one um, well of a big surprise packers of the year, I think. 100%. If anyone's going to get value out of somebody and I thought he looked pretty solid at the Cowboys, it's going to be Melbourne. So if Pat's coming at the right price, I've got no problem with that. And playing with his brother, that, that seems like a great environment to be heading to.
1: I will never question a Melbourne buyer ever.
0: Nope, I have, <laughs> I have before as a fan and I never will again. no
2: Looks like he's going
0: to be pretty happy playing with his brother. Who wouldn't be. Yeah, 100%. And a couple of years probably left of maybe Smith and Slater for another year and pretty good young side building around that. So, uh, yeah, not a bad move if they do get him down there at the right price. But if that's all the gossip for this week, champion, moving on to the tips from last week. And uh, we pegged one point back, so we're all spaced out a little bit here. But Boxhead... You got five, uh, I got five, and Goss got four. So it's 111 boxhead, 113 for me, Goss, 117. So. Well, if we
1: get one a week, peg one back a week, we're okay. Yeah,
0: well, that's all you're going to do. You're going to need to get that one back a just, week. Just
1: chip away, brother.
0: It's just chip
1: away. <laughs> Time's running out. But we'll I think get- I tipped Newcastle last week, which was silly.
0: No, you didn't. That, you tipped the Titans. That's tipped, the one you tipped. I tipped the Titans. I tipped the Eels. But you tipped the Dragons and you tipped the Eels. They're the two you got back to turn it around. So. I'm pretty sure I did tip the Knights, man. No, you didn't. I, I didn't. got them at home. I had them. It's all right, man. Okay. Don't worry. It's all sorted. But this week, we move on. A okay. bit of a the gap there. We'll see what happens. But these odds and the tips brought to you by WilliamHill.com. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with William Hill. You get the old price pump once a day if you like having a Fiddle on the fillies or punt on the ponies, as they say with that other company who I'm not <laughs> going to mention. But uh, this week, things kick off. It is the Cowboys versus the Broncos, the first game. Uh, as far as the Cowboys are concerned, they are unchanged. On the Brisbane front, Corbin Sims is out. Fide moves to prop. Kahu returns on the wing. And Benji and Pangai Jr. are back on the bench. So, Boxhead, I'll give you first reel here. Cowboys, Broncos. Broncos. Bounce back. Yeah, or will bounce back, eh? Hey? I... I'm super tempted to back the Cowboys at home. We'll do it. Don't uh, talk about it. But honestly, it's it's going to be a hard ask. So I'll stick with the Broncos after that tower, up, but this is not going to be as easy as people are making it out to be. Yeah, no, and look, as a Panthers
2: fan, we need uh, the Broncos fans to win. Uh, or the Broncos teams to win, sorry. So, look, I'm going to go the Broncos, but like you said, I you don't know what you're going to get. If a, the Broncos start like they did last, last week, bloody hell.
1: Yeah, are we right in saying that if the Cowboys lose, Penrith are in? Yes,
2: I yeah, believe so. No, for, matter,
0: no matter what? For and against, like I said to you, they would rather that Manly lose because Manly's worse off. Penrith, are ahead of them by at least 30 points. So they'd need Penrith to get shellacked. Oh, they'd yeah. need the... Like 30 or more, I think. And they pretty need right. the Dragons to yeah. lose full stop. That's my point. I so, said that
1: before. Yeah. I'm pretty sure if the Cowboys
0: lose, yeah. Penrith are safe. The Cowboys want yeah. uh, Penrith to win, so Manly fall under them, hopefully. Yeah, okay. I think you my
2: calculator it early, but I've got a headache. To do yeah, yeah. There, there, there's a lot to take. Yeah, I'm, forgetting about the <laughs> I'm
1: forgetting about the numbers. I'm just saying, if North Queensland get beat, Penrith are pretty much
0: through. Pretty much solid, yes. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, the odds for this one with WilliamHill.com, the Cowboys are the outsiders <laughs> at two dollars fifty-five. A dollar fifty-two are the Broncos. Minus five and a half is the line. One to twelve Broncos. Three seventy. Oh, uh, sorry. Two ninety. Uh, Three seventy-five for the Cowboys. Thirteen plus Broncos. Two ninety. 6.50 for the Cowboys. The second game we move on to is the Eels versus South Sydney Rabbitohs, who got absolutely destroyed last week. Parramatta get Ma'u back. Edwards oh. moves back to the bench, and Frank Puchard is gone after hurting his shoulder last week for the Bunnies. Uh, Dean Britt joins the side. Musgrove is suspended, and there's a few little reshuffles, but honestly, top four on the line. I'm not going to be backing against Parramatta in this Eels. one. They're going to get the job done. Eels,
1: Eels, Eels. No, Eels should win
2: they were also supposed to beat the
1: Knights a few weeks ago and got beaten. So I don't know, we'll go on. Tips
2: <laughs> 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 well, I might look. I might look bloody
0: stupid, but I'm, I'm going to go the Eels. Yeah, well, I think that's pretty straightforward. The other week was one of those lapses, but a week out from the finals, now it's not the time to dish up a steamer of a performance. And William Hill, they agree with that. A dollar twenty-two for the Eels, four thirty for Souths. Minus thirteen and a half is the line. One to twelve para three twenty-five, five fifty Souths thirteen plus para dollar 13 dollars. South The Titans versus the Roosters as well. They've checked out for the year. They've sent a couple of blokes off for surgery. There's no Copley. Wallace is suspended. Pete's, Roberts and even Ryan James. It's uh, He's going to have surgery. So, yeah, the the Titans have packed it in for this one. The Roosters, they have come into this with no changes. It's easy. It's the Roosters. Roosters win easy. If the Titans
1: win this game, it would be the greatest win ever in club history. <laughs> and I wouldn't give two shits if they did, to be fair, because it means zero. <laughs> Wow. Brutal. Yeah, I'm you, just looking
0: forward you to you this season being thing? over. Do you feel that? Oh, that's <laughs> anger. Yeah,
2: I love it. I love a bit of passion. Yeah, I've got to go to the Roosters as
0: well. Well, you'd think 20 plus or more. Yeah, well, uh, coming into today, I think the line was 16, but after they announced a couple of players were getting surgery with WilliamHill.com now, the Roosters are seven fifty for the Titans, minus 20 and a half is the line. 1-12 for the Roosters, 425, 850 for the Gold Coast, 13-plus Roosters, $1.35, $34 for the Titans to win, 13-plus. So, yeah, big odds there. Moving on, it is one of the critical games of the round. One of these teams could be in danger. It is Manly versus the Panthers. On the Manly side of things, Curtis Siernan returns. He goes straight back into the back row. Sean Lane, he drops out of the 17. On the Panthers side of things, they've named Faray at fullback, but they've got Moylan on an extended bench. Honestly, uh, out of the three games he's played, he's defended poorly. He's only finished one of those games. Why would you risk it? It's not worth it. Stick with May. You know what you've got. Far out the back, we spoke at this. I think that's a smarter decision because Dallin's hands mm. are not the safest. So mm. uh, I'm tipping Manly. I think yeah. Manly are going to roll Penrith. I'm going to tip Manly.
1: I think they owe Penrith one as well. And after it's the also count.
0: at Lotto Land or Brookvale, as we'd rather call it.
2: Mm. Yeah, but these two teams are sort of similar for me. Uh, both got superstars in their lineup, but defence seems to be an afterthought for both of these teams. Just don't seem to want to defend. Uh, I'm going to go go Manly because they're at home, but uh, yeah, it could be it could be a high scoring game because the
0: teams both don't like defence, especially on the goal line. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to watch the goal line defense, and uh, obviously building fifth tackle pressure for the Panthers is another thing that we've seen lacking in the last couple of weeks. But with William Hill Manly are the favourites at home, a dollar seventy seven. They're obviously taking into account also that Edwards missing is a big blow uh, for the Panthers. With William Hill that two dollars and five cents minus two is the line one to twelve Manly three dollars three twenty five Panthers thirteen plus Manly four dollars and five dollars is for the Panthers. Storm Raiders, nothing much to gain out of this one, but apparently uh, the Storm players have been getting time off during the week, so they're going to be playing and staying in form. Uh, They've come in, absolutely no changes on the Canberra side of things. Soliola comes back in the side. He moves to lock to pine to the bench, and Priest is out. I could honestly see the Raiders upsetting them on their best form if they throw the kitchen sink, and I think they will provide some trouble, but Melbourne won't want to lose heading into the finals, so I'll stick with the Storm at home, and Cooper Cronk's home farewell.
1: Man, this hard one. I uh, I'm gonna tip Melbourne, but I'm gonna I'm gonna have some money on the Raiders. I think they're a huge value at three dollars forty or three dollars thirty five. Um, yeah, look, I think Melbourne are the Melbourne are the tip. I, I'd be shocked if they lost, but I, I like the Raiders at that price because they they got a bit of a hoodoo over Melbourne, don't they? Oh,
0: they've, they've been a little bit about it, yeah. I, I guess also, during... the
1: history out of that game, the Soliola tackle, and there. Are, the Bellamy versus Stewart rivalry. They're, they're good friends, but they're rivals as well. If, I'm going to have some money on Canberra. So.
0: If we rested our players, I could kind of get it. But the fact that we've played the wave through and it's home in Cooper's farewell again, we don't seem to disappoint on milestones. So they've got shirts made up. It's going to be a big night. I'm not predicting a bloodbath, yeah. but mm-hmm. I, I think Melbourne will get the job done okay. on, on all the milestone factor. Yeah. Yeah, this is Canberra's grand final.
2: This is, uh, we're treating this as their grand final. The last game of the year, obviously, against Melbourne. Always a close game. Um, it's going to be a lot of biff. Look, if it wasn't Cooper Cronk's last game, I'd probably pick Canberra. But it could be a danger game for Melbourne as far as injury-wise, because Canberra can be very, very
0: physical. So it could be a danger one. don't want to put the jinx on you there, old Lily, but it could be a danger one. Mate, I've been worried about it when they said they were going to play it through, don't worry. You can't worry about injuries. <laughs> could have been a All right, so we a clean sweep on the Storm again. Nothing yeah. changes. And uh, with William Hill, thirty three of the Storm, three thirty five for the Raiders, minus nine and a half is the line. 1 to 12 Storm 310, 450 Raiders, 13 plus Storm 220, $10 for the Raiders. Newcastle versus the Sharkies. It's Old Boys Day up there, so you know they're going to put in a decent fight. So Daniel Safedi is out. His brother takes his spot. Uh, and Tyrant Amy, he joins the bench. He scored one of the best uh, forward tries you're ever going to see in New South Wales Cup, the big fella. Chipped in chase for himself, stepped the fullback and ran up putting in 50 metres. That's a New
1: South Wales Cup, Tyrone. I know,
0: but you've got to give Keep him some credit for the big boy. But uh, On the Sharks' front, Jeremy Lattimore. Uh, he replaces Sam Tagatizzi on the bench while Jack Bird is also included in the reserves. A late inclusion. Simply said, uh, if the Sharks are serious, they will come up here and put a decent performance on. But last time, they barely got the job done uh, when they played at Shark Park. I think it was a field goal that separated the two. So
1: I'd love to be able to... Um... I'd love to be able to tip 10 minutes before this game.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with you, but I'm going with the Sharks. If Parramatta win,
1: they're through into the top four, are they? Parramatta Broncos win, Sharks can't make the top four. Yeah, so you'd think... I think then they may rest some
0: players and... They pull Bird. Yeah, so... But they can only pull two technically before kickoff because they're only going to have two reserves. Old boys' day
1: in Newcastle, Jesus. Like, it's... uh, mm, I'll tip the Sharks I think they've got more to play for and that's been my rule of thumb the last month. Just pick the team that's got more to play for. and But, yeah, I wouldn't... again, wouldn't surprise me. I... Good value on the Knights. They've been playing well. They've upset some teams. I thought they gave a good account of themselves against both Canberra and Melbourne. So I don't see why they wouldn't put in a good account of themselves this weekend. Yeah, I, I can't tip the Knights. The
2: Sharks have got a fine form. Yeah. Melania's got to pull his freaking finger out because he's playing like a dope, so... This is
0: the time to shine. From yeah, a hundred percent. And uh, I think, like I said, heading into the finals, they need to show something. And William Hill agrees. They're a dollar thirty favorite. The Sharks three fifty five. are the Knights minus ten is the line. One to twelve Cronulla two ninety four seventy five Newcastle thirteen plus for the Sharkies two fifteen eleven dollars for Newcastle. Well, regardless of how you want to frame it, the Dragons against the Dogs, they're going to have an opportunity to play finals football. It's simple. They have to win. Uh, Josh Dugan has been named uh, Kurt Mann is back to start at halfback McCrone back to the bench in five-five lower reserves fight fight law, fly, fight, law as Daly used to call him when he was on Fox Sports uh, on the Bulldogs front Morris was out Stanley replaces while Josh Reynolds is a chance of being a late inclusion again I I really want to tip the dragons and trust them but I, I feel an upset I do feel an upset go and do it I will do it because I need points so I'm going to tip the dogs
1: you uh, I'm going to tip the dragons. Of course you are. Cool, I just <laughs> think they've got more to play for. I do too, but I'm just yeah. Go on, gossip. Tip the dogs. No, I'm going to tip the bulldogs. I I I reckon they'll do it. Three a Three and
2: a half for the dogs. Uh, the dragons. Good on
1: you. Look at you two, des lovers. <laughs> Desi. Uh, <laughs> I just reckon they'll
2: do it. The dogs. I reckon uh, they'll just I'll finish up the season well. And the dragons—they didn't play that well against Penrith. Penrith were just bloody useless. With- you know, there's a couple of stupid things they did. Um, Dallin holds
0: the pill, they win the game. But, um, I don't know, go the doggies. Yeah, I, like I said, I kind of feel the drag. But of all the games, if there's going to be an upset, this is the one I feel there can be. Uh, <laughs> something sway, so. I can't see it happening, boys. Yeah, well i got to get points, mate. Leave me <laughs> alone, all right. Oh my god, I'll get you guys a kebab. You can watch it on the hill, man. Mate, williamhill.com. You've got the dragons here. They're $1.35. $3.20 for the dogs. Minus eight is the line. $1 to 12 for the dragons. $3.450 for the dogs. Oh, how about that? Doggies, bro. They've pulled the odds. Have they? I was reading it live. They've just canned it. Oh. Dear. Great. Hey. William Hill. Panic station Something's happened. Somebody got injured, or someone Hang shot on.
1: someone. What happened? Hang on. Hang on. Where are these odds? Oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're back. back. We are back.
0: William Hill. They don't have. Have they any of them? No. Nah, no. Nothing changed. Okay, yeah. Here we go. Last here game. we go. One to twelve dragons, three dollars four fifty. The dogs, thirteen plus dragons, two thirty nine dollars for the dogs. Last game, absolutely zero meaning. Tigers versus the Warriors. Uh, over there I oh, no it's not It's Leichhardt Finish up So Cheekham McKilrick are suspended Kevin Aguama, Luke Brooks Elijah Taylor All return The Warriors suspended Unchanged Suspended for shit form Michael Cheekham So the Warriors <laughs> <laughs> The Warriors
1: Are unchanged What do we reckon here Gents boxhead I'm going the Warriors Dang I think they've got Nothing nothing to play for But this is where They'll relax they'll, they'll, put, they'll put a score On the Tigers i get My that? words oh, I'm
0: going to go The Tigers Because Leichhardt and because I was going to tip the Warriors before you I said that. I've the
1: Tigers so. the last two weeks, and they've just fucking shat all over me. They've
0: with burned me. you. They
1: have. Twice well. on the punt, they've burnt me. Against the Roosters, I had them at great odds. And then I had a, an absolute slew on them on Friday night, yeah. and they've just shit the bed. Well, we were just going against each other in text
0: messages because we had bets the opposite way. Yeah. And
1: you know no, what? I wasn't. I didn't worry about my money. You were telling me that the Cowboys were the better side. Yeah, the 100%. The Tigers were the better side for 60 minutes and shat the bed. No, in general. Michael Cheekham...
0: You're gone. In mate. general, next who's the I'll better? Him. In general, who's the better side? What do you
1: mean, in general? Cowboys are a better,
0: better side? side. They're a better side. They beat them. What do you That's mean, the better side? They're a better football what does team. that even mean? They're a better team, Laurie Daly style. Okay, yeah, the Cowboys mind. are a better team than the Tiggity Tigers. Yeah. That's why Cowboys will be so they good. That not be playing in uh, the finals. The Cowboys have better players, which is why they hey, beat a the Tigers.
2: I was happy.
1: The Cowboys will be on Mad Monday this time next week. Alrighty.
0: Goss, what do you got? Warriors, Tigers, who are you on? Not Tigers.
2: How did the Warriors lose that game last week, honestly? What are Mate.
1: you Because they'll get ready to win this week.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Just that team, aren't they? Just...
0: Mate, you can't trust them, right? them as far as you can throw them, but the odds for this one, William Hill, the Tigers, $1.57, dollars two forty for the Warriors, minus 4.5 is the line. 1 to 12, Tigers, 3 dollars the Warriors, 13 plus, Tigers, $3.00, $6.00 for the Warriors $6 Warriors 13 plus get on ladies and gentlemen so we went absolute clean sweep (laughs) clean sweep the whole way until the end here where we've gone the Dogs and you've gone the Dragons box and we've gone the Tigers you've gone the Warriors so so I'm going to get two up this week there's a two point difference here come on I'm chasing them but (laughs) I'm back (laughs) we'll see about that gossip cheers as always champion fingers crossed that the Penny Panthers can grab a win for you and gets uh, a home final, but I don't think they're actually going to get a home final. They'll, they'll have to play at Allianz no, no, they or Ains, they played it, but... at
1: Allianz last year, mate. Where
0: yeah, are you guys well, living? Yeah. There you go. Right, honestly,
2: even if we
0: get in the... Who's going to beat the Storm? Let's be honest. Well, let's bloody hope so, for my sake. Otherwise, I think I might just <laughs> move... I'm going to do the old happy Gilmore. I'm going to move to a place where football is not anywhere within 50,000 miles. My mom... have an ice rink. My dad worshipped hockey. My mom she hated it. She moved to Egypt, where there's not a hockey rink for within 50,000 miles. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Right, <laughs> right. right. Uh, right. the
2: league's been fairy tales for the past couple of years Of South winning and then last year with the Sharks. Look, the storm is gonna be a fairy tale for Cronk. I just can't see any team Challenging, Merrin's too inconsistent, Enough and up and down fiddle
0: of elbow. Well, well, I mean, someone's ahead. going to be within eighty minutes of beating them. So I bloody hope so, mate. I bloody hope so. But fingers crossed uh, for the pennies this week that nothing happens and they fall out. And uh, I, hope, I hope the Storm lead twenty-eight four in the grand final and get rolled so you can feel my Super Bowl pain, mate. You can That's keep right. hoping, keep hoping. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cheers, I champion. Hope it's the
2: fans
0: that do it. All right, no worries. We'll have a chat to you next week. Have a good one. All right, thanks, lads. See you, buddy. And a big thanks goes to WilliamHill.com for all their support, as always. in our charity account, we finally got a win again last week for the first time in a long time. Boxhead's coming back to claim that one, of course. Oh, yeah. But uh, before we wrap up, I'm trying to get this bloody page to load, but for some reason it keeps failing. Oh, What is doing? We're just going to get on the Warriors 13 Plus at $6. No, we're not. Yes, we are. The Warriors 13 Plus, you may as well set our money on fire.
1: They'll win. Guarantee it.
0: Well, I'm going to give this one a few more seconds to see if this. Let's page... go on multi. Manly, I think, are a good bet. They're a dollar seventy odd. But look, the page isn't loading, so I can't give uh, too much for this point in time. But if you're looking at the... Manly, one to twelve. Boom. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. But the charity account, it is back on track, and that is the show for another week. A big thanks goes to Richmond Residential for all their support, and obviously William Hill. Dot com. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with William Hill. Jump on their website, look at everything they've got to offer uh, as far as future and the match bets go. Some specials out there. Big thank you to WilliamHill.com and thank you to everyone out there for supporting the show. Thank you for listening and thank you for all your questions and feedback. It's much appreciated. Feel free to inbox us or send stuff through at any point in time. And please, I ask as I ask every single week, if you have two minutes of spare time, you love the show. You listen to it. Clearly, you do have two minutes because this always goes for about two hours. Jump on iTunes, fifth and last in podcast, rate and review the show. Show us a little bit of love, and we'll keep giving it back every single week. Fingers crossed for everybody out there. If you're one of the teams like the Cowboys, Manly, the Panthers, or Dragons trying to get in, hope your team gets into the finals for you. And then the new season starts again. Who wins the premiership this year? We'll never know. Everybody thinks the storm, but there's always another twist and turn around the corner in the NRL. Enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league.
2: Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it?